The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Yes, but I think he is ready yet. Then I still miss a little, then a little more. Enormous. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of The Lonely Boys. I am Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and uh, I'm kind of the I'm kind of the crown jewel of this podcast. But uh, I am not here by myself. No, no, no. I am here with uh, with my co-host, the smaller, slightly flawed gem, but a quality stone nonetheless. Brendan Ruppel. How are you, Brendan? Hello. I am here. I am, co- of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, aka Uncle Cream. Hi, Dilla Hoda Cream Nation. I'm recording live from the crematorium. You usually don't give yourself a compliment in the beginning. I know. Well, you know, was, you know I had to include the whole quote, new. and what a, and what a deep pull for that introduction it really was. I don't. But uh, I heard, <laughs> and another another pat on the back right I, away. Yeah, I heard Blair say it in the episode, and I said, you know what? That's kind of how me and Brendan are, and so you know that is kind of how it is. Long story short, I decided to call myself the crown jewel, and you're the smaller, slightly flawed. Long gem. story short, it was the wrong guy. I. Thank you very much. It wouldn't be the Lonely Boys without a Taylor Swift mention a minute into the podcast. And, you know, I was so excited to announce you as the smaller, slightly flawed gen bug quality stone nonetheless that I forgot to say that we'll be uh, talking about season two, episode two. Never been Marcus in this episode. But uh, it's not just the two of us. Yet again, we have another guest. You know, people have just been clamoring to come on and guest on this podcast. So, you know, we, we've been having a guest every week lately, and uh, this is no different, you know. This week we have someone someone who's been a, a great friend of mine for years now. He's a, a prolific Glee podcaster in his own right, and he's also my fellow mm. co-host on the uh, on the recently critically acclaimed High School Musical podcast that we've been doing. Matt Lagori, welcome, welcome to the Lonely Boys podcast. Welcome, uh, what an honor! Thank you so much, and thank you. But also, I'm sorry uh, because I did recently hear you guys talk about how you've had no male guests as of yet. So I am breaking that streak, and I am sorry no, about it. Oh, you're the second, actually. Don't, yeah, sorry last week we had our first, first year bubble. So you can't even be, you wow. can't even make history. this is awkward. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretend we didn't go there with that. Um, who was on last week? And that, well, this is why we uh, record three to four weeks in advance, so that we can leave our guests so in the dark. Confuse everyone? <laughs> the most recent <laughs> yeah. episode that I heard was uh, the season one wrap-up, uh, as was just released a couple wow, days ago, so sorry to date, sorry to date this podcast for anybody. If, I don't know if you guys like, <laughs> like to open the curtain very It much. upsets a lot of people. But um, yeah. yeah, I really was expecting to be the first, and it's, pro- yeah. it's, my, it's my own fault. I shouldn't have gone on vacation, but... 
Okay. I, you just shouldn't assume. Friend, friend of us, uh, Charles Kurz was was on for the premiere. Oh, uh, uh, that's who Chuckles <laughs> is in the Discord. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Looking through the history of people that have been on the show okay, in the Discord channel, okay. putting well, the pieces together. To yes, we've got. Yeah, we've it was got, good. Uh, if se- season one was the season of the female guests, we I think we've got four male guests to start off season two. Men right only now. season wow. two. Well, just, that's <laughs> men only. We gave, we, we gave the lonely boys back to the boys, just oh, as yes. everyone's been asking. And all season three is non-gendered people. Wow, that's great. That's, 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 how we're that's amazing. Yeah. Right. So we've really yep. broken it up. Each. But then four, five, and six is only you and me. We're not doing guests oh, for that. Well, that <laughs> no, everyone will be sick of, everyone the will be sick of, of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everyone will be sick of us by then, and no one will want to come on the podcast. We'll really just be doing a show just for ourselves. I mean, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm sure you guys have noticed, like, it's so much easier not having a guest. I mean, I'm sure I'm so glad that you're having guests because, you know, people like myself would not be able to come on without a guest spot available. But isn't it just so much easier when you don't have to be coordinating with a third person? It, it, oh, absolutely. It's definitely easier. That was the first half of this show so far. When yeah. we did, like, the first eight in a row, it was nobody. So much easier. Now it's just getting harder and harder. <laughs> yeah, definitely easier to schedule. The, the biggest, the, the biggest uh, you know. The, the hardest thing is with Lonely Boys Theater. It's much harder finding three-person scenes than uh, two-person scenes. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, that is the biggest hard part. And I didn't even sometimes, ask. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we find like a five-second scene. It's like, all right, we found a part with three lines. <laughs> yeah, this this third character has one line, and that'll have to do it. No, this this week was especially <laughs> yeah. hard, but we'll you know we'll get into it at the end of the podcast when we get to Lonely Boys Theater, and I really give everyone a peek behind the curtain. Ligori, I didn't even ask if you wanted to do Lonely Boys Theater, but you are you are going to do it. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't even it. have a script. I'm just going to have to you know wing it when it when just the time go, comes. Go but it. I mean, I would. Yeah. I feel like not doing Lonely Boys Theater would be like leaving before the mailbag, and who's going to be that? Dick? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be the first person to refuse to do Lonely Boys Theater with us. I'm still waiting for that person. Uh, who's, who's that going to be? Uh, I'll, I'll look at the guest list. And Can you give me the future guest list? I'll, I'll let you know. I'll rank him. Yeah. Honestly, maybe Listen, I'll just not do it one week. Brendan doesn't even... Like, fuck this. <laughs> Brendan doesn't even know the official guest list, but I will give it to you so that you, you will know right. who our guests are and Brendan will. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. At the end of the episode, we'll have it ranked. We'll kick Brendan off the call so we can uh, talk about it without him knowing the guest list. <laughs> yeah. That'll be great. Not to, not to I usually s- leave the call early anyway before we do scheduling and then Gagan has to call me back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not more, s- more peaks behind there. Not to spook Brendan and all the other people that like it when uh, it's just the two of us and no guests, but I think I have a guest booked for every episode of this season except for four of them at this point. So I'm really I'm re- going for wow. a perfect 25 for 25 for wow. season two. And the audience loves hearing the, these scheduling issues. <laughs> you, and they really you guys going to keep all of those under up. an hour? Or? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, wise a lot of shade said, thrown my way in that most recent episode I listened to. Oh my goodness, think, lots and lots. I think a new record was set for most times Matt Ligori's name was set on yeah, a podcast. You know, I didn't think that you would be listening that shortly after it was released before you came I'm a on day the show. Of listener. So that, that's I, I don't let this one slip. A, that's uh, impressive. Slip past, especially uh, you know, knew I was coming on today. Of course, yeah. it was like right at the top of the queue. I was never yeah, you, planning. You've been coming up more and more. I was never planning <laughs> on, on releasing the name of the mystery person who said that all recap podcasts are better when they're under an hour, but it, it just kind of came up organically at one point, and now, yeah. And, and, and now look, it, it like lot. as you guys were talking about it, I was like, do I even stand by that? I don't know. I feel like I feel like my takes about everything, but also specifically podcast changes on like where I'm at in life, what time of the year it is, and I was like, right now I'm like, there, I have no problem with a recap over an hour, but I guess like you know, summertime when I get busier, I'm like, um, I, everything should be as short as possible so I can make sure I listen there. <laughs> Just for you. Just for That's me. Fair. I really would appreciate it. The entire podcasting world would cater to my needs. It hasn't happened yet, but one day. <laughs> All right. Well, so in the interest of uh, trying to, for the very first time to keep this podcast, no, under no, an no, hour, we have we have plenty of time. That's okay. <laughs> let's zoom. We through actually do have like plenty of time. So let's make this a big one because we have nothing to do in the snow day. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, so, Liguri, give us your Gossip Girl story. <laughs> when did you watch this lovely show? Um, I believe you've only watched it uh, one time through, but uh, j- just let us know what your experience was with uh, finding the show and watching it for the first time. Yeah, my experience was that, you know, every so often uh, the two of us, you and I, will kind of exchange recommendations of things that, you know, the other person probably should have watched or should watch. And, you know, um, Degrassi and Glee come up as obvious examples for you having watched uh, of shows that I've suggested. And this was probably the one that you had for the longest time that I had not watched. And I knew I was going to have to do it eventually. Um, not in a bad way, but I knew that I was going to do it eventually. Um, and only like, a, what, like two months ago, I sat down. I did the whole thing in at least a month or so, because it's once I once I get going, I go straight through it all. And I had a great time. Um, I really enjoyed my Gossip Girl binge. Um, it yeah. was not until yesterday that I've only uh, watched rewatched an episode of Gossip Girl since I just did the first watch. So yeah, I rewatched the first episode of season two since you know it's pretty easy one episode one episode two. So and then today I watched episode two. Um, that's my history. I am a brand new fan, but have seen the whole show and obviously uh, know more than Brendan about it. Now yeah. I'm gonna have to really hold back on I spoilers. Know. So you started about the same time as me, but you've blown through it all, and I'm stuck. <laughs> Any of my TV watching friends will tell you that's that's a thing that happens all the time. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Brendan, you're, you're contractually obligated to only watch one episode a week or however often we uh, we record. So right. you're kind of at an unfair disadvantage. A very but, different uh, model. Yeah, and we did get a contract model. going. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I uh, I have been recommending this show to you and anyone who would listen for a long time because I, I watched this show for the first time in my, in my last year of college and kind of zoomed through it over a winter break, uh, watched the whole thing in four weeks. And then anyone who would listen, I was just telling them to also watch the show. And it took... Uh, it took, you know, like five years at this point, but uh, we finally got you on board. Yeah. Do we ever disagree on shows? I can't think of many shows that one has watched that the other's been like, it's really not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think you've ever recommended me a show that I have disliked. And I hope the same is for you. I, I get a little shy about recommending shows for that reason, where I my biggest fear is like recommending <laughs> someone a show and then they end up hating you gotta it. You got to keep it that And I just wasted, thousand. yeah, I just wasted, uh, you know, X yeah. amount of time out their lives. Co-credit, um, I'm taking co-credit for Elite, uh, Scally, obviously, as well. Uh, oh, yes. Us, you know, definitely got you in the, on there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, we have to know each other's, you know, recommended. Do you guys always agree on the same shows? I mean, I know you've recommended. I was going to say, shows. I, I, yeah, I think we do too, but I also don't watch as many of his recommendations so oh. i think it helps that i just i, I pick the good ones I'm a it's better like, oh, that friend. One sounds good but yeah. these these other 10 i'm just like i'll get to these when i'm in my 40s wow <laughs> oh my god you're, all, you're gonna have something to watch when you're in your 40s that's good but yeah. uh <laughs> lots of stuff yeah be like, uh, i was gonna say something about, reboot uh, reboot at that point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um my my story about um uh that related relates back to the choir room I famously watched Glee live before. Uh, it sounds like my landlord just fucking fell through the. <laughs> I don't know if you guys I was heard hoping that. that was something uh, manageable. <laughs> but that surprisingly happens way too often. Um, she falls quite a bit. But I I watched Glee live from the start, mm-hmm. and uh, the reason why one of my favorite bands is Young the Giant is because of uh, the performance of Cough Zero. Uh, yes, ooh, a, a favorite among both of us, really. Yes. Yes, wow. one of my favorite bands of all time because of that moment. Um, I didn't finish the series. Uh, I don't know if that if that's for the best or not. You uh, can tell me. But. I mean, if you like really liked the show, I'd be like, yeah, no, definitely finish it. But if you were just like, yeah, I just kind of watched it, then yeah. you're fine. Yeah, I watched it. It was it was good. It was good when it was live. But I don't know if I'll go back and rewatch it. Yeah, maybe yeah. I will. Who knows? 
I think <laughs> just I think I think there's definitely some uh, season five that you can skip, but I think for the mm-hmm. most part it ends like it has a reputation of like really going downhill in the later seasons. But I, at least in my experience, when I was you know binging it an episode a day more or less, um, I didn't find that to really be the case. And Brendan, if you ever do go back and want to watch the whole thing, there is some some great uh, Glee coverage over on the Choir Room with Matt and Amon. Well, honestly, you maybe know? that will be the only reason I do rewatch is to like watch along with the podcast. So. Some may could say be too something. much coverage. <laughs> there, there is. <laughs> That's right up my alley. Way too much. I mean, obviously the pandemic happened and we, uh, I mean, in in case anybody's listening to this that is not familiar with the choir room, um, we recorded it over pretty much like right when the pandemic started and then finished the show in about uh, from what what was it like uh, April until September. So we did almost an episode a day with, you know, some time in the middle that whatever Um, we had nothing to do. It was a it was a global (laughs) pandemic Uh, We were locked inside. So we did that. We did character studies, we did song rankings we did. And now we're we're at the point now where we're like, we don't want to stop talking about Glee and there's nothing else to talk about that we haven't already talked about so all we can do is rewatch episodes and just kind of make it less about the episode more about the conversation but um that's what we're at we're, okay. we're recording another one today uh, a season one episode that we haven't you know wow. rewatched yet but that's just uh, you know in three years when you guys finish and you start your rewatches of uh these episodes yeah. you know we'll, we'll talk again <laughs> i don't know if i'll do that that's an interesting concept like, i've never heard of a rewatch show that like has rewatched on on air. Like, it's just like you're going through it a few times. Yeah, I mean, uh, Amon wanted us to, to switch gears and watch a different show, Smash, which I did not like. So uh, he doesn't uh-huh. give me the same good recommendations yeah, that exactly. David does. Uh, I don't think he's <laughs> listening to this, so it's okay. But yeah, that's that's the story. Yeah. Um. All right. Huh? So, as you were watching for your for your first and only time so far, did you have? I'm sure you did. But who were your uh, favorite and least favorite characters? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, I and feel I feel like, like people... I haven't not to completely cut you off right away, yeah, but no, I feel okay. like I didn't while you were watching. I feel like I didn't really ask you who your favorite characters were, so I, I don't even know the answer to this. Sidebar: The key to great podcasting is cutting each other off. When you know you have something better to say that's going to continue the conversation, you need to cut the other person yeah. off and be okay with it. You have to, it's key, especially tip. over Zoom. Pro tip number one. Yes. Okay. Um. So favorite characters. I mean, I I, I really. And and I I have to you know be careful here to not obviously get into spoiler territory. Um, but I would say that I and I, I hate to bring this on here. Like I was not as high on Blair as I I know you would like me to be. And it's not that oh. I was low on her by any means. Um, I just like was uh. expecting for at some point for it to click for me to be like, oh yes, no, I stand Blair. And like I I really do like her. I think she's great. Um, but. I just don't know that she ever became like my clear number one. Um, I was going back and forth a lot with Blair versus Serena and um, you know, which one's better. I feel like I do. uh, It'll probably make you you know happy. I do ultimately have Blair above Serena. Um, Whew. Thank God. But I, (laughs) I don't know how to say this, but I think that my favorite character in the whole show is Chuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, so that's, um, funny. that's funny. That relates back to today's episode, honestly, because Chuck was like the only storyline that I enjoyed today. Yeah, I, Chuck, um, Chuck really made it out. He was the playmaker today, he really, as you guys say on High School Musical <laughs> quite the, a bit. Yes. He was the playmaker. Everyone's favorite basketball <laughs> term. He was the playmaker. <laughs> he, he got pretty sporty in this episode. So yeah, he, well, he did. I think he's we can wearing shorts. Yeah, I think we can officially call Gossip Girl a sports it show. Is, we had we it had, is a tennis show. <laughs> we had squash yeah. in this episode. 
episode. We had croquet in the last episode. We had a field hockey <laughs> briefly in season one. I think, you know, people people have asked, is Gossip Girl any sports related at all? And yeah. now we can officially say yes. Um, but I think, but yeah, he, I think it's got to be Chuck. Chuck, I think, I, I'm sure I said this to you at some point. Chuck is just consistent. And that's what mm-hmm. I appreciate about him. A lot of other characters on any show, uh, not just, you know, this one, will, you know, go up and down and they have their parts where you, where you like them and where you, whatever. And while Chuck does go up and down, he stays more consistent than like so many other characters I've ever seen. And, you know, sometimes you're annoyed with that. Sometimes he's, he's being an asshole. Sometimes he's being terrible. And you're like, okay, dude, like, grow up uh, or whatever. But uh, <laughs> most of the time, like, when it comes back around, you're, I'm just like, I sit there impressed with him and just like in awe of, again, his consistency. Like, that's the main thing that I just I'm so drawn to his character. Yeah. yeah. It seems like they found him early on. They're like, all right, this works. Let's just keep rolling with yeah. this. Exactly. And Chuck is objectively terrible, but he, like, like you said, like, it, once they figure out what to do with him, it's He's like engaging. undeniable to just want to watch more of him. And I think you and Scally, I believe, started watching at around the same time. You obviously watched <laughs> at a right much faster him. pace, as Scally, I think, is still not even halfway done with the series yet. So, yeah. um, but I, I remember at, at one point, I think you did say to either me or some or a group chat or something that you were liking Chuck and I was just like oh wow thank god I did not have to pretend to rank Chuck that low in the character rankings anymore because (laughs) and then a few like maybe like a week later Scally texted me and he was like I hate to say it but I think I'm kind of a Chuck boy with like a question mark and I was was like (laughs) oh thank god it's only a matter of time kind of a asshole (laughs) and it's like yeah he's terrible in like a lot of ways but also like I mean look we all look for the villains in these shows Chuck's obviously you know takes up a big uh, part of, of the villainous nature of the show plus you know plenty of other people along way but um i don't know i mean look at like look at glee uh, we'll bounce it back to the show that i talk about all the time uh, favorite character santana lopez the person who you know uh mm-hmm. villain with uh, a lot of redeeming qualities that you know we can kind of hone in on on certain episodes so that that's just you know i, I feel like chuck is the closest i have yeah. to, to that kind of character here it's the type of show we're watching too where you want somebody that's going to cause the chaos right yes you know? And Brendan certainly will not shame you for uh, being a Chuck oh, fan. No. As Chuck, came to the right Brendan place. has been a Chuck fan even since before Chuck became <laughs> became likable. He was uh, <laughs> even since episode one, I was like MVP. Baby. I was going to give you episode say, one, but I feel like <laughs> you guys talk about it a lot with with what happened in that episode. I I don't want to rewatch it. That's the only one where he's but... like weird. He's off. Yeah, it's I, he's he's extra Chuck. We have to well because yeah they I mean they base it on the books and I think I believe in the books Chuck is just a straight up villain and never becomes like an antihero. So they didn't know they were going to kind of go that direction with Chuck so they just really had him as the main villain and you know you Mm kind of have to treat the pilot as not exactly canon if you're going to like Chuck because there are two separate sexual assaults from Chuck in the first episode so Uh, uh, you kind of have to like where today he's he's sort of like a he's conniving but he's a nice guy right exactly he's not looking out for his boy Nate he is, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a, definitely a good episode. Even the whole Chuck time he's, like, talk, telling his plan is, like, still smirking like he fucked over Nate somehow in a weird way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has that smile on, like, I got you. Like, he just did a really nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't ask, uh, Matt, but my second favorite character uh, is somebody who I was devastated was not in this episode very much until the very end. But Jenny Humphrey, I'm going to get yes. her my number two spot. Nice. Yes. Oh, good. We, love, we like Jenny. Here. We love Jenny as a second favorite character over, over here. So, um, that's oh, also, what about your least favorite character? Oh, that's, um, oh, uh, um, I almost want to say Nate because he bores me the most. That's fair. Nice. That is fair. Um, if I think of a better answer over the next, you know, under an hour, I will let you know, but. Okay, great. All answers so far have, have sufficed. All right. I, yeah. yeah so, nothing against him. He just doesn't always provide yeah. the thrills that the rest of them do. Yeah, mm-hmm. he and he is separate from like the main story a lot. The writer, I think, I feel like the writers have admit a lot of times they did not know what to do with Nate. So uh, definitely a 
Yeah, definitely a good a good call there. So uh, let's get into the episode without further ado. Uh, Blair is delighted that she is dating royalty and has every intention of becoming a royal herself. But a scheming Chuck has other plans for Blair and her new love, Marcus. Serena and Dan agree to keep their recent hookups a secret from their friends and family until they figure out what all this means for their relationship. And meanwhile, everyone's favorite, Nate, learns the downside to having an affair with a hot older woman, Catherine, who also happens to be married. What did Catherine write this uh, recap here. <laughs> <laughs> really editorializing Catherine. Yeah, she's she's like a six at best. <laughs> oh wow. <Okay>. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you heard it here first. Uh, all right, Brendan, it's your time to shine. The title is called Never Been. I, I am famous for ranking all the old people on this show <laughs> yes. and shit talking their looks. All right. Um, the episode is called Never Been Marcus. Brendan, do you know what the title is referencing? I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna waste time here. I got. I have no clue. Are you oh, kidding me? I, fe- I felt like this was an easy one. There's a Glee episode. Never been, never. Oh, never been kissed. Did, right? Is that? That's, did you know uh, it from the Glee movie? episode? Is that? Is that what gave it away? <laughs> it sparked my. Wait, memory. Did it just come to you, no. or did you cheat? Like this is it, very I important. swear to God, it, it it came to me. All right, I will give it to and you. You didn't hear my fingers tapping away on a little Google. <laughs> so I will. I will give it to you. You are. You yeah. are uh, still perfect this season. Two for two. Both of the two, though, yes. are heavily asterisked, as I'm still not sure um, <laughs> what we should be counting here. But, yeah, the title of reference is the 1999 film Never Been Kissed. And I feel like even mm. if you just looked at the title, you would be able to kind of figure it out. <laughs> but it's spelt funny. I had to say it out loud. I mean, Mar- Marcus, it, yeah, Marcus is not a verb. So you Never Been Marcused. No. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're basing these titles off of you know something else they are going to be stretches a lot of the time brendan famously has a problem with every single title stupid so. stupid stupid <laughs> um, terrible makes me like the show less honestly wow that's crazy um every episode gets a like a demerit for the titles and that's why you've only given out three a's so far that's right mm. everything else would be what an a, a plus not for the title yeah um original air date september 19th 2008 brendan what were you, what were you doing on september 19th 2008 mm. uh well Dean Will's birthday was recently. I was probably still on the, uh, riding the high of that. Okay. Uh, it was a week prior. That's all. That's all I really, really think of. I just love his birthday so much. You just you just uh, relate it back every episode in terms of which of your friend's birthday was closest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really just more like how long ago was Dean Will's birthday. Oh, oh so everything is related to Dean Will's birthday uh, in particular. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's right. Well, so summer is coming to an end here in this episode, and Gossip Girl is going to have some guides, some <laughs> a guide to summer. Uh, these are kind of interspersed throughout the episode. I thought we were going to get them all at the top, but uh, I guess since they're so long, she really doesn't have time to give them all. Tip number one is don't fall asleep on the job. The best hookups are free of morning breath and awkward conversation. The only thing harder than making up is waking up. And boy, that was a long tip <laughs> to, to start it up. And uh, <laughs> we... We go to Dan and Serena waking up on the beach. Seems very uncomfortable. I don't know. Have either of you like fallen asleep at the beach? This seems terrible. I'm pr- I am pretty anti-beach and anti-sand to begin with, but I cannot imagine mm. spending the night on the beach, even if it was with uh, you know, someone you were making out with all night. It does no, seem pretty romantic. That. I mean, I have not done this particular setup. I have been like at the beach in like an open area, kind of by myself before, um, but as I just said by myself, uh, did not include anything romantic <laughs> here. Uh, so I don't know how it would go with what it seems like they spent their night doing. Um, you know, debate that topic on your own. I, I don't know. It, it sounds like they had fun, though. Yeah, I don't know. It, it sounds terrible. Yeah, like, with, it waking seems... up with morning. Like, she even said morning breath and like all that sand. And it's also like just doing it in the sand sounds like it could be bad for both parties. <laughs> yeah, but they I don't, I don't know. waste no time. They wake Maybe up. Maybe they use 
seaweed as lubrication. I'm not really sure. We don't have to get into the lubrication of this. It sounds like you want. It sounds we like really, you want to get into. We really it. can. We have time. <laughs> we could. It's snowing. It's not, much like Dan and Serena, Maybe all jellyfish. Much like Dan and Serena, all episode. Know. You're really fighting the urge right now to not talk about seaweed lube. <laughs> well, listen. This, this is a really horny episode. The whole episode. That, yeah, their whole plot line is like the two of them Believe being me. like fawning over each other. They were able to get horny on a Hampton Jitney bus. Oh my god! <laughs> One of the least horny the, places also, ever. It was. It was a literally. It was. It was a, I don't know if you noticed the band playing. It was a Fratelli song. Like Fratelli's are the least horny band I could think of. Wow! And we will do a ranking. We're gonna rank for the season two horny racket, recap. We will do a ranking of the least horny bands. <laughs> Can I just ask, by the way, before we far too uh, go too far from the scene, it was, is this like before sure. Penn Badgley was like older and hairier, chestier, or did he just like you know shave it down to the bare minimum here? Mm. Well, I think it was definitely before he was older. Um, Probably. <laughs> I mean, we'll start there. I just if you're I looking at the timeline. You know, he's got his shirt wide open, and yeah. there's nothing. That's not Penn Badgley. Huh. Must yeah, have been Maybe uh, Blake Lively preferred a, uh, you know, a, a more tamed chest. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just maybe he was doing that. Had to throw that out there, but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't even notice that, but yeah. Dan, Dan seems to be all about this now. Even though Dan was the one that broke up with Serena, Dan is now all about this. Serena is the one that seems hesitant now, which is. Kind of surprising that she's the one having second thoughts because she was very crushed when Dan broke up with her. And now he is down to get back together with her. And Serena's like, ah, I don't know, maybe not. So, uh, Brendan. These crazy kids. Yeah, you had never seen this. Did you think uh, that they would just get back together no problem? Much much like Dan did, I guess? Honestly, yeah. Like, because it happened so quickly last episode and it was just like really um, unearned. And I was like, I guess they're just going to go through with this. They're just going to keep dating. And they'll break up for another stupid reason at some point this season. <laughs> that was kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, and but luckily for for Penn Badgley and Blake Lively, they still do get to make out to start off the episode as they are contractually obligated Contracted to do. Contracted to do, yep. They will be making out a lot. And Serena's like, this is great, but we did break up for a reason. And I'm like, yeah, but the reason was because you nonstop lied to Dan for half a season. So I feel like as long right, so as... Unless you plan on doing more right, of that, they just like be together. Serena agrees not to do that. I don't really see the problem here. And they know each other well. It's like they need to get to know each other before they start doing it. They've been like, they're pretty close. Yeah. So. I did like how he's still also, uh, to go back to just how Dan looks and what he's wearing and what he looks like. Um, <laughs> and, please, and please do. Yeah, he's he's still wearing the, the wine-stained <laughs> shirt because I did watch that. Oh, episode, yes, I had know, that written down. The first one. The vitamin water stain. Yeah, uh, when he got like you know a bunch of drinks dumped on him at once and he kept that shirt on. And that's what he's been wearing for the, since that happened. Yes. He didn't change. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they kept that through line there. That was, that's important. Yeah, it worked. Did that uh, bump the grade at all for you, Brendan, that the, the continuity was intact? Yeah, it was two letter grades up. Wow, wow okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they truly cannot stop kissing each other. They agree that they're going to, you know, put this on hold for a little to talk about their problems first. And then we get summer tip number two. There is no we in summer, only you and me. Find out where you stand before you find yourself stood up. Anyone can canoodle in July and August, but will he be gone by September? You know, I, I'm sorry, Gossip Girl, but these summer tips kind of suck. These are not helping me at all in my, <laughs> in my summer. <laughs> It just sounds like 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 slam poetry. <laughs> if, if Gossip Girl ever wrote a uh, a summer tip guide, like I would not buy this book. Like Nancy Classified style. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. they should rebrand the show. <laughs> yeah, Gossip should. Girl's Guide to Summer. <laughs> summer. 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 <laughs> yes, everyone's. Uh, I I was surprised that they started this episode again in the Hamptons. I thought we were done with this, um, and I, I, I like the setting again. But uh, like this episode to me overall just like felt more of. The same I do appreciate when episode, they we'll get into venture it. out to the island because, you know, uh, obviously big uh, focus on, on New York City here. That's the uh, setting of the show. But any time yeah. that they, you know, bounce around because this isn't the only time that they uh, make their way out out east a bit. So, oh, good. I, uh, I always like that. I always like the references. Yeah. Makes me feel we love the, we love the Long Island. It, references. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, they, we like I said last week, I love when they talk about the LAE. We need, <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> Pipes me up. <laughs> we need to see them leaving Long Island, though, because if we didn't, how would we get that uh, horny bus ride of all, <laughs> all bus rides? Next episode is going to be, the whole episode is going to be like the car ride from out east. Yeah. <laughs> and just that like 45 minute episode. <laughs> um, so uh, Blair and, and boring Lord Marcus are back here. They're riding their bikes again. Apparently, this is their favorite activity because they were riding bikes in the first episode. Now they're riding bikes again. I feel like it's probably pretty hard to act while riding a bike. So I feel like we should be giving Leighton Meester an Emmy or something. Uh, very impressed with her. But And uh, also, unfortunately, we will not be giving the guy that plays Marcus an, any, an Emmy because he now has to speak in this uh, terrible British accent full time. <laughs> and I'm so sorry if this is somehow his real accent, but I cannot believe that it is. It's Yeah, either way, you're bad at it. Because the actor is listed as American and this just doesn't sound it has never sounded real i don't know why they made him be british like his stepmom clearly is not british so you can be a lord yeah, especially or, if or he's gonna have to be british for like the remainder of the episodes he's in like why not just do the opposite and get a british actor <laughs> yeah, to like talk a british actor like an american accent for like a, fo- a few scenes <laughs> yeah, exactly too easy <laughs> i guess so. i guess it's way too easy uh blair is so smitten with this guy now that she knows there's a chance she can like meet the queen or be a princess or whatever it is that blair wants to do so a full 180 from the last episode blair is now fully in on this guy and they're they're gonna head to a restaurant uh marcus i guess is planning on following blair back to the city but blair really just seems concerned with like meeting the douche duke and duchess at this point meeting the douche and the, and the d- duchess um I, <laughs> I have no idea how any of the royal family works i don't know like what is the lord's relationship to the duke and the duchess do any of you guys know like I guess the Lord is just like the son of the Duke. Is that is that accurate? Uh, is Gossip Girl well, getting that right? I guess. I, I, this is not my world, though. I don't really give a shit about like royalty and all that stuff. Yeah, and neither it's do amazing I. how many people do, and I just never got into it. And I'm so confused when people, <laughs> like so many people in, over here, like know about it. I like the yeah, idea I, that, pe- I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I like the idea that people like just decide that's their hobby. Like, I'm getting into the royalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely missed something. It's I don't so, know, because, yeah, a lot of people do know a lot about it and care a lot about it. And it has just never been interesting to me at all. No. No. I do like that since he is called a lord, which I still don't, not that I know a lot about it, but I don't think that's what people, how people refer to this kind of person. I do like that it sets up Blair to call him like my lord a lot, like or like lord, like he it sounds like she's like referring to Jesus Christ or something, like in like a religious way, she's referring to him, it's funny. Yeah, they do, the, the few comedy bits that are in this episode, they do kind of get at that when, uh, sir, um, we're jumping ahead like one scene, but when uh, Blair calls Serena and she's like, Lord, that's it. Uh, you know, I'm done with Lord Marcus or whatever. And Serena's like, who the fuck is Lord Marcus? <laughs> and then when, when later when Blair's like, Dan, meet the Lord. And Dan's like, hello, the Lord. <laughs> the Lord? <laughs> yeah, I like this. So Blair, Blair, as I was literally just saying, Blair leaves the restaurant for a little to call Serena. And I did keep track of this because halfway through the episode, I realized this is a very phone call heavy episode. Oh, I guess, yeah. I, since Nate the, had like they, seven phone calls. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah, maybe Nate himself had seven phone calls, but I kept track. And unless I miss one, I believe there were 11 phone calls total in this episode. So Blair, Blair leaves the call Serena. And this is phone call number one. I will be keeping track. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I love that Blair refers to Marcus as Lord Marcus, even though Serena has no idea who Lord Marcus is. She's a little behind on what's been going on. Serena's like, Blair, who the fuck is Lord Marcus? <laughs> so Serena's just found, finding out that boring James is actually Lord Marcus. And I love that Serena kind of isn't even like the least bit phased about this. This is just another yeah, day in the life for care. Serena. She's like, okay, okay, he's a lord. I'll take your word for it. But yeah. then when Blair says that she loves him, even Serena's like, come on, Blair, love. Like, you, you just met this guy. And 
Blair Blair also refers to this as a uh, Roman holiday situation, and I've never seen the movie, but I feel like Serena should have been like, oh, you mean like season one, episode 11? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You can't just reference the titles <laughs> of four previous episodes of the show. and <laughs> Or she goes like, oh, you mean you mean Roman holiday? <laughs> you mean Roman holiday? <laughs> and winks to the camera. <laughs> um but yeah. Roman pops up under the screen and gives a thumbs up. <laughs> but Chuck, Chuck also happens to be like right there behind her and walks into the restaurant. And uh, Chuck and in shorts. Ch- yes, he is in shorts. Um, and we showing those calves. Let's let's flag that up. Chuck and Marcus are in the restaurant, and we we are still on season two. Chuck hair watch. How does how did oh, Chuck's hair look in this episode? Not great. It still getting better. Um, it, it, yeah. nothing, they, they just can't have all of the guys have hand. good hair at the same time because Dan, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't want to spoil, again, I don't want to spoil, you know, a slight spoiler here. I, my opinion of Dan's hair goes down from here, uh, Brendan, but oh, no. um, Chuck's hair obviously does improve as, as I think Matt's been, you know, referring to uh, <laughs> yes. for a while or at least, uh, you know, here. Um, I think every yeah. episode, yeah, I've said it. <laughs> uh, Dan, yeah. and, and I didn't mention this earlier, you know, favorite characters. Dan was like my season one favorite for the yep. entire season. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and which I think is not a totally unpopular opinion. Um, And just like as the show, I feel like the show was like very much about him uh, or a lot about him in season one. Yeah, it feels like And I feel like that's not going to be the case through all six seasons, but um, his hair doesn't have to go with uh, his character like going up. (laughs) I don't know why that happens. At least Chuck's gets better at the very end. That's a shame. I think you've stumbled on something. I think the writers maybe are sending a message that when whichever character has bad hair, that is who we're supposed to like not root for. Whoever has good hair, that's who we are supposed to root for. And I guess it works. It, it does. I just, <laughs> exactly. Just like let every yeah, so character so far, be Nate's hot been all the same. Time. His hair's been the same. I know they're being very selfish. As I've said, they have the hottest cast that's ever been assembled, and they really like. If they were all reaching their full potential, we could really like be celebrating this even more. But um, right. nothing will compare to the train wreck that was Chuck's hair in season one. So at least it is getting better. This is still a step up from that. Yeah, we yeah. still haven't figured it out totally. This looks too wet. Like, what is it, why is it so wet? I don't know. But it's like his mom like spat in his hair like 10 times and like tried to like <laughs> slick it back like that. I don't and know. then uh, Brendan, you, you mentioned his shorts. What about the long sleeve button up with the shorts look? Was that working for you? I love it's an underrated look to have long sleeves and shorts. I, I love like a good like hoodie and shorts look when it gets to be like a little chilly and just to keep those legs nice and fresh. Oh, yeah. It's something you know. I really, I really never, uh, never flirt with this look at all. I, I am uh, if I'm long sleeve I'm up fan. top, I am long pant down bottom as well. Oh, I never. My, oh, you got to try. This my go-to Disney look, especially this time of year. It was you know yeah. last week. It's uh, it's pretty chilly down there, but you're still in Florida. You want to put the shorts on, and then you you know rock the hoodie all day. So it was uh, a great yes. week for my favorite look. <laughs> We're on the same page. Sorry, yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just, it's not something, it's not something in my repertoire. Maybe I should start. I think you've ex- called me out for it and said I hate that. Well, before. I hate the like flannel <laughs> on top and then like gym shorts on bottom. Like, no, that's, like our that's friend, weird. like our friend no, Tra- Travis Hurley had, had had rocked yeah, for yeah, a couple yeah. times. Yeah, it's not gym a long shorts, time. but yeah, that that I really can't get behind. If it's just like basketball shorts and it's like a button up on top, like that just looks. Right. There's also not much time for us to like experiment with this look throughout the year because you know when right. it gets cold, it just gets cold. It is a short window. Yeah, it's a yeah, very short we, window that you can we have our two weeks of spring and our two weeks of fall, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and then we just have summer and winter for most of the year. But mm-hmm. well, if you like short up, to, uh, sh- short on bottom and long up top, then uh, sound off. Yeah, yeah, sound off in the comments. Let us, let us know um, how you feel about mm-hmm. this. We spent a good five minutes on yeah. it. Yeah, so. So Chuck comes in. He's going to try to take a seat at the restaurant. But Marcus tells Chuck, he's like, listen, I know about your history, you and Blair. And, uh, you know, I'm not interested. But Chuck's playing it very cool. And somehow first convinces him to let him sit with him, gets his foot in the door. And then, you <laughs> he know. He really didn't want to. Yeah. But, I mean, it, 
doesn't take long at all for him to really warm up to Chuck. And I guess this scene, this scene's very interesting because we have the American guy playing the Lord and pretending to be English, and then we have the English guy playing Chuck <laughs> pretending to be American. So I don't know, I don't know what that, <laughs> what shooting that scene was like. Can you believe that, or, or <laughs> Brendan? Can you believe that that Gagan let me get through the entire six seasons of the show without learning that Ed Westwick was. British. I had no idea until the show ended. Well, he said that. He just said that just now, and I was like, "Did I even know that? Wow, Did I you know that? Think, I don't. I, this is something that I, think I just think. So. This is something I that I just you, think everyone I mean, knows. It's not. Um, I ended up on all of their Instagrams, <laughs> and I saw a video of him talking, and all of a sudden, there's a British voice, and I'm like, "Not, no, 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 Going, no. I'm Ed Westwick, something like, <laughs> that. like that. I think. I, I mean, he might have said that exact sentence. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think you might have mentioned it like early on, but I forgot. I don't know. Maybe well, I didn't any know li- until just now. To any of the listeners that didn't know, yes, he is a he is he is British. So, uh, congrats to everyone for learning something new today. And so, back to the phone call. And Blair asks Serena at this point what happened to her at the party. She's like, "You kind of disappeared." But Serena has to hang up because she, you know, she randomly runs into Dan here. They happen to be taking the same bus back to uh back to the city. So she abruptly ends her convo with Blair, as happens far too often in this show, and just kind of hangs up on her. But you know, small island, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, they run into each other. They act like it was a mix-up, but I'm sure Dan did that on purpose. You know, he's quite the talented stalker. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he somehow knew this was going to happen. And uh, they are, they're both going to take the Jitney. Is this product placement with Hampton Jitney? Because they've been getting a lot of mentions really in the last two be. episodes. I've never heard fe- of the Jitney in my I entire feel like, life. I definitely knew it was a coach bus, but I feel like even though it is a coach bus, I feel like these rich people would not normally be taking buses places, no, coach like, or not. Like, I don't care. Like, right. we don't see them on Megabus ever in this in this show. Like, were none of them allowed to bring their drivers to Long Island? Because that's how they usually get around. Yeah, Grandma can't drive uh, her home right yeah, now. Yeah, where like, is Cece? This Where'd everybody go? <laughs> where'd, C- where'd Cece go? Um, I don't know. But yeah, they... It's also funny, like, that they, they're, like, trying to distance themselves from each other to a point where they won't even take the long ride home together like they, yeah. they don't want to sit next to each other in the bus like yeah they were sit... just being so weird i don't know like it was so yeah. so weird they're just like you know they're trying too hard not to be yeah it's like together. so obvious like what is uh underneath their you know exchanges of just like they really just want to jump each other's bones right now and like they're going to in yeah. a second um but <laughs> <laughs> they're just serena's like i'm gonna go sit all the way over here but still stare at you while i'm sitting oh. on this bench like yeah, relax yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll sit up we'll sit apart on the bus we will have that whole aisle separating us don't worry <laughs> they, so they, they yeah they agree to share the same bus and like not make out with each other the whole time but as, as you said like they can't even stop like eye fucking each other while they're waiting for the bus like they are so into each other like the breakup somehow has made them even more into each other at this point just the fact that they don't know what they are right now they just uh they're they're obsessed there's no other way to 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 describe it so yeah. Uh, back in the restaurant here, Chuck has again already won over Marcus in in record timing. Really, in the ta- in the time it took Seriously. Blair to have like half a phone call, they are exchanging numbers. They're making a squash play date <laughs> at Bart's club. They are clearly best buds here. What a charismatic guy! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, like. When you start the conversation and Marcus is just like, listen, I know your history. I'm not interested. Get out of here. And then cut to one scene later and they're like, all right, so I'll let you know when we want to play squash, buddy. Here's, yeah. Here's my number. <laughs> like, what yeah. did he say? I mean, say? how could you say no to someone saying like, do you want to play squash? What's your number? Like, how could you say no to that? Do you want to play this squash? This guy seems like a pretty big idiot in general. I mean, <laughs> he really does. He does not have a lot going for him. And, well, uh, listen, the... he didn't go to Princeton. He didn't go to Georgetown. He doesn't have a, right, he doesn't so have a big there, college education. Dunce. This is just like, this isn't even his, like Chuck's, you know, most, uh, you know, devious 
self. Like he's, you know, gotten worse, is going to be worse. And uh, he doesn't take very much at all to like get a seat at this table and just completely win over this guy who has not a single reason in the world to trust him. <laughs> exactly. It hardly takes any effort at all. So Blair is understandably upset, upset with Chuck here. He, she knows that this can only lead to no good. So she makes him leave the restaurant, but not before she calls him a bass hole. And season two, they're really playing with the uh, Chuck Bass name puns in this season. So yes. let's rank the names we've gotten so far. We got in the first episode, we got Mother Chucker and Chuck Bass. Bastard, and uh, this episode we got Basshole. What is what's the best name for uh, for a Chuck Bass mm. uh, obscenity pun so far? I think Basshole is the, mo- the easiest to use. Yeah, I like Basshole. Yeah, that's probably the best one. What were the others? Yeah. Mother Chucker and Mother Chucker and Chuck Bastard. I think Mother Chucker <sighs> just sounds way too goofy. Like it's too. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> a chicken sandwich. I, that would probably chucker. be the mother so the mother clucker. Yes, 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 yes. Or Muckalucka that they the use in the TV the version Muckalucka. of Final Express. Right. Of I, I like I like Basshole better than the other yeah. two. Basshole. Yeah, I think Bass works uh, better. Sec- I like Basshole and Chuck yeah. Bastard a lot better. Chuck than- Bastard, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I could even be persuaded to put Chuck Bastard at the top there. Uh, definitely flows very nicely. Mother Chucker just yeah, depending I, on the situation. No one say Mother Chucker ever again, please. We don't. Who was writing that. these um, scripts, Austin? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> they they uh, reached out to Austin Cheap as a comedy. middle schooler, or a high schooler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they realized that uh, Chuck's name, like Chuck Bass, it's just you know great for rhyming with with uh, curse words, I guess. And they <laughs> curse words, they decided yeah. to lean into it. So. Now we finally see Nate for the first time, and who do we have here? But Mrs. Captain herself is back, and everyone starts booing and hissing. No one is happy yes, to see her. Yes, I did. This is we are in the famous garden that Anne was preparing. And, what a lunatic! And she looks like such a goddamn lunatic. <laughs> I'm terrified of her. Looks like a killer. Uh, Nate wants to head back to the city a little early and get settled before school. And but here we go. So we're, this is when we find out that uh, the feds didn't love the captain fleeing the country. They <laughs> took it as an admission of guilt, and so they're freezing the Archibald's assets and making them forfeit their assets. And you know they're they're freezing the accounts, forfeiting their assets, all that fun stuff. Um, so first of all. Yes, obviously this is what was going to happen. Like this is what we were right. saying when we talked about the season one finale. How he can't just flee the country and think that everything would be all right. Like obviously the cops weren't just going to forget everything that happened just because he's not there anymore. He's gone. So the whole, yeah. yeah, the whole like I can be a better dad in another country thing was always bullshit because it never made sense. Like the cops obviously are going to keep investigating this even with you not there, but <laughs> it's just going to be your wife and your son that are you know going to be suffering from it. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. This scene kind of like just like brings me back to. Nate being like the brooding sad boy like oh yeah I yes. forgot this is what he's usually like before Vanessa <laughs> yeah exactly and secondly how the hell does Nate's mom not tell him this until the literal last minute like I guess Classic. I'm not surprised because she's always been the worst but right. come on and like, she's, she's trying she to persuade him yeah she's trying to persuade him to not go home yet she's like okay well before you go home I should let you know that uh the FBI is living in our house right now also what was she planning on doing to fix it just gardening yeah just just you know snip snip <laughs> clip clip where uh... <laughs> I mean this this seems to be an Archibald thing because Nate also throughout the episode is just gonna like storm off and be like I'm gonna handle it but never has any plan <laughs> what a big, on strong how man. Yeah. he's gonna oh, wow. he's just kind of like telling and telling anyone who will listen like I don't want your help and no one I can will listen myself, so that's the problem it, as well. yeah yeah <laughs> But no one will. No one has a plan, and then much like Anne, where she's like, "Listen, I'll figure it out." She also does not have a plan. Um, so, I, luckily, Chuck does pop up and to set kind of the wheels in motion, I guess. But uh, so we're in the second episode of the season, and already Nate has to deal with his fucked up family situation again. Always going to feel bad for him for this stuff. But uh, and Anne, Anne has also been cut off from Grandpa, so they they kind of don't really have much money right now. And that's when we get uh, Gossip Girls 
uh, third and final summer tip, which is take time to smell the flowers. So thanks for all the help, Gossip <laughs> Girl. Right, We're now yeah. ready for the summer. <laughs> and we see that old lady Catherine is calling Nate. And I, I have to, st- I, I feel like I should stop calling her old lady Catherine and boring Marcus. Cause I feel like I'm starting, I, I'm I, like with these You're lazy nicknames, I'm starting to sound like someone okay. who I, who I don't want to, uh, I don't want to sound She's like. She's not that so. old. Well, yeah. No, uh, just, it's just in comparison. In comparison to our, to our teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So old, old old lady Catherine gets Nate's voicemail, and I am counting this as phone call number oh, two. Oh, of course. I, I will be the counting, phone comes out. I will be count, yeah, I'll be counting. A, yes, a voicemail is... I, I did not count the text messages that we see as a phone call, but the voicemails, they're a phone call. So this is phone call number two, and we get Nate's voicemail here. Brendan, were you confused and thought that it was actually Nate on the phone? Because I know you've had trouble with this in the past. Yeah, whenever someone calls me, I think it's me on the phone, and I get very confused. Wait, what? Yeah, but just ju- no. Just in terms of this show, I remember there was a whole confusion where Nate's <laughs> yeah, voicemail no, came, and you, you thought Nate like, was like somebody answers the phone. the phone, and you think you're talking to yourself. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a classic stupid guy thing. That's like Cla- yeah, like, like the voicemails that people were like, you know, pretending to actually answer the phone. Is it that yeah. kind of thing? Or <laughs> yeah, right. They try and time it out so back. you're having a conversation <laughs> with them. Wait, I can't hear you right now. I don't know what you're saying, so I guess you're just gonna have to call me back. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> I'm gonna try that next time. I'm gonna pretend to cut out, and then when you guys are like, "Wait, I can't hear you right now," I'll be like, "Ah, gotcha. just kidding." That's I'm good. Here. That's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, Catherine's pretty much just looking forward to continuing sneaking around with Nate once they get back from the city, and she gets another call. This time it's from Lord Marcus. Phone call number three, second in this scene alone, and he calls her Duchess. So. Oh, man, in this tiny, oh, tiny man. island such as Long Island, of course, the, the two spinning. people that, that Nate and Blair meet are somehow related to each other, are also royalty. It's the Lord and Duchess. Uh, obviously, obviously, the two potential love interests for our characters this season somehow know each other. A classic uh, stepmother, stepson, Lord Duchess situation. And the Duchess, uh, thank God, does not have to have a shitty accent. Just the Lord. Mm. <laughs> thank God. This is all very chaotic. And I, it w- when she got uh, on the phone and she called Nate, like the first thing she says is like, last night was very, very stupid. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Like she realized that they did something stupid. And then she's like, so we have to be so much clever, so much more clever next time. Like we have to do yep. a lot better, <laughs> whatever they did, sneaking around yep. or hiding whatever they did. I don't know. Um, I was like, oh, look, <laughs> a classic no. misdirect. Yeah, totally misdirected. And uh, I, I yeah. fell for it for that half a second. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, that's just uh, these these crazy kids cannot you know do anything besides find themselves in chaotic relationships. Yes, these kids, these crazy kids slash adults, yeah. <laughs> old adults cannot uh, cannot keep their hands off each other. But speaking of cannot keep their hands off each other, let's get to the best scene of. Th- <laughs> the episode where Dan's on the bus, he's blasting Brendan's favorite band, the Fratellis, and Serena Serena can't just let him relax, so she rudely takes his headphones out to hand him some old magazine that she was reading, and you know, but during the transfer, their hands touch, and that is enough to get both of them super horned up. You know, a tale as old as time. I I can't tell you how many times someone has touched my hand and then just you know, dot dot dot. <laughs> Anytime someone rips out my headphone, I'm like, oh god, rip out the other one. But it, it, it was obviously like that was like the leading you know factor into this. But then Serena. Oh, yeah. Goes on to, yeah. to kind of like make it even worse oh, yes. because she's gonna you know pop out some chocolate covered strawberries and very yeah. sensually <laughs> place them in her right. mouth as Dan is... is very much watching her you know devour wrap her entire lips around the straw the strawberry and take a bite and then you know look over so at him and you know you you just kind of like the camera's not on Dan's pants right now but you can see a tent rising just by you know oh yeah oh yeah 
I feel like I was watching the episode again. This is probably the most ridiculous scene of the show. She gets these chocolate-covered strawberries out of nowhere. I don't know why she got <laughs> them from. And she is eating them in the most seductive way possible. She's staring Can at you. Imagine being on a bus and someone's doing fingers. that next to you. Like, oh, yeah. Eating if, chocolate covered <laughs> anyone else on this bus, if I was the poor guy sitting next to Serena on the bus, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? Do you want me to switch seats with him? Like, why are you staring at this guy across the aisle? Um, yeah, I guess... Uh, Brendan, how were you feeling? Were you, was uh, was this having the same effect on you that it was having on Dan? Well, if I wasn't uh, stuck in the snowstorm, I would have gotten on the next jitney so I can see if I can have a gr- like <laughs> ground level. Try to recreate this. Yeah, because like, I've, I've had obviously I'm a part of the Mile High Club. I want to be a part of the <laughs> Mile Zero <laughs> down to sea level. Obviously, like this, this is something that that people is this knew. Well, well covered um, on the podcast. <laughs> not that I know. <laughs> no, now it is. Um, so we learned two things: that uh, Ed Westwick is British, and that. Brendan is part of the Mile High Club, so anyone up- updating the wiki. Can we pause the podcast here and like go back to that? Like, can we just stay on that for a bit? Yeah, Not I mean, podcasters well, no, talk no about their experience with this. Well, it's it, it's it's just me. It, there's no there's nobody else involved. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. To, good. To <laughs> you got very you got very horned up on a flight. <laughs> Look, that happens. <laughs> I saw somebody in the corner was eating chocolate covered strawberries, and I just went to the bathroom and took care of business. I feel like. Uh, chocolate covered strawberries aren't exactly a travel food. <laughs> Did Serena just bring these like just in case? She was like, just in case I need to seduce Dan at any point on this. But she didn't know Dan was going to be there. So it doesn't even make sense. But so Serena gets up and of course the, the bus hits a bump and she falls right into Dan's lap. No one has ever. Fa- I've taken the mega bus a lot. No one has ever fallen into my lap. <laughs> I've gotten that before, to be honest. Not yet. Truthfully, I've gotten that. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Uh, I guess anything is possible, and they they just can't take it anymore. So they have to head to the disgusting. Yeah, but bus like Dan didn't even on. seem to be like, and not like he wasn't down for this, but like she pulled him by the hand and like dragged him to the to the That's bathroom. That's true. Like that didn't seem like That's he was. True. This is mostly Serena. Yeah, she definitely yeah, was. Yeah, ready she's to hornier go. than he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what your guys' experiences with bus bathrooms are, but they are super small. So I don't so know how. Small. I think they're how they're getting airplane. I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, are I don't they know how they're getting anything done in there. I mean, the train bathrooms don't get is crazy big. You could fit, you know, an apartment in there. <laughs> um, but the, the the buses and the planes definitely don't do. I mean, the plane ones are really nice. They they've gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, not much yeah. room. I have I've rode the mega bus a lot. You know, before in pre pandemic times, a lot more uh, than these days. But I have been in the bathroom. You know, not, I don't want to sound like I'm going I'm going to the bathroom the whole <laughs> mega bus trip, but I have I have definitely been in the bathroom a number of times, and it is not spacious in there. You can hardly stand. Like when the bus does hit a bump, like your back is against the door. So I don't know how they're getting anything done. Maybe the Hampton Jitneys have uh, much more spacious bathrooms, but it didn't look that big from what we saw. So good for and them like, for whatever they were. Imagine being the there. person in the row right next to the bathroom. There is somebody that sits there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Uh, Very close quarters. Yeah. Like, open yeah, the that's got to be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the look that they were probably getting when they exited yeah, the, the walk of shame on the way out of that is <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, they had to walk back. They should have given us that scene of them walking back to their seats. Yeah, I mean, I would have started a clap or something. A slow clap. Insane. Yeah. Um, so Blair and Marcus are in Marcus's limo here, and Marcus mentions that the Duchess is his stepmother, so I, you know, not his mother, only his stepmother. I guess that's why she doesn't have the stupid accent, so... Uh, Marcus tells Blair that she's not invited to dinner with him and his stepmom, so Blair just invents a party. Uh, she tells him about the welcome back to the city party that she always throws for her friends. Blair, once again, very quick on her feet, just kind of like, oh, I don't want Marcus to like do something without me, so I'm just going to invent a party. Have either of you ever been to a welcome back to the city party? Welcome back to the city. <laughs> hmm. Can't say I have. <laughs> no. I've never been no, to a city party, period. 
I mean, so far we're striking out all over the place. I haven't ever been to a white party. I haven't been to a welcome back to the city party. I bet Charles somehow has been to one of these as well because he was he was yeah. our white party correspondent last week. So <laughs> I, I'm sure he's also been to a welcome back well, to the Charles, city party. Charles like, lived should, uh, in the city for or d- yeah, doesn't live there right it, now. Right? Yeah, it makes but, sense. Yeah, he uh, definitely has been to one of these. Yeah, yeah, definitely been to a welcome back to this. I think Charles should just be our party consultant overall, a fancy party so. consultant that uh, he'll have to answer any of our questions that we mm-hmm. have. So Blair now texts Dorota, you know, 911, party to plan. And I bet Dorota just sprung into action immediately because, you know, she was able to throw a party together very quickly. I don't know how she did it. This is what she does, though. This is like, you know, she That's why threw together a party, but <clears throat> from what we get later on, it doesn't seem like a, a very thrilling party. No, well, that's, I mean, we, I think we have to kind of chalk that up to Blair, because Blair wanted all these fancy, boring people at the party, and she told right, Blair right, right. just, in, uh, she told Dorota just invite a bunch of strangers. Speaking of uh, Dorota, Liguri, how do you feel about Dorota? Because it feels like, based on the other guests we've had on the, on the show, she seems to be, like, the consensus, like, number one favorite character, but Brendan, Brendan still doesn't see Yeah, that. I mean, when, you know, asked about my favorite characters earlier, I probably should have mentioned her, but, I mean, when it's a side character, I guess you could say, uh, you know, it's not somebody that immediately, immediately comes to mind. I'm thinking of the main cast, but of course, like you cannot get through six seasons of gossip girl without standing Dorota. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if uh, Brendan's not there yet, he will be like, yeah. if he doesn't get there, then you guys did the show wrong. I, I don't know how else to. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's fair. I, I'm, Bre- I'm excited for it. All, all yeah, we Brendan, get this we episode are... is like a text message and a quick scene with her. Yeah. We're still on Dorota watch. How do you feel overall about Dorota, Brendan? Uh, just lukewarm. She's good. Okay, she's, well, she's, and I feel like that's nowhere to go but because up. I feel like it's like as yeah. time goes on and you know they start to give her more you know good lines and and yeah, obviously she just hasn't got enough to do. Bigger players sometimes. So. I will say I don't what like if this the spelling like, of her name. <laughs> what if this was just like a whole ruse that I had invented? I got everyone in on her chat <laughs> and just really let's pretend. Just like pretend gaslight, let's best. gaslight Brendan into like, thinking we're in season five. Like you know what? She still hasn't got much to do. But like I'll I'll trust you guys. Oh man, that'd be so funny. That'd be so funny if I did that. I should have done that. Like I should have just been like, uh, "Oh, you know who's the best that we haven't gotten to yet? Chuck's limo driver is such a great character. He really, he really comes into his own by the end. Like you're gonna love him. <laughs> You'll see. Um, and you know, I just said that to segue kind of into Chuck and Nate in his limo. Go. Kind wow. of a great segue on my part. I guess. <laughs> yeah, Incredible. I guess at least Chuck has his driver with him. No one else seems to. They're all taking buses, but Chuck had the presence of mind to bring his driver to Long Island. I guess he's the only one that knew that was allowed. <laughs> so. Nate doesn't understand how Chuck thinks he can uh, compete with Marcus since Blair has always wanted to be a princess and he, Chuck's biggest achievement is uh, Nate checks notes owning part of a burlesque club. But Chuck obviously obviously has a plan. He just has to get some dirt on Marcus and, you know, wheel the, the wheels are in motion, if that's an expression. Maybe I just made that up. The that's good. wheels but on the bus go it, around it. In wheels motion. on the bus are <laughs> sure in motion. And you know what? Liguri, I can tell you were just, you really just... I haven't sang all episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Gossip Girl musical episodes that you could. Even the challenge has like you music come... playing in the background sometimes that I could just you know pop yeah. in a tune. Well, I when believe we there do is... Lonely Boys Theater. You could just sing all through all of it. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Lonely Lonely Boys Opera. Right, maybe. <laughs> I think we'll we'll invite you back for the uh, Gossip Girl musical episode. When um, is well, so? Okay. Well, no. Um, wow, spoiler. No, no, I'm trying not. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I'll, I'll look at it myself, but there's an episode where a song gets played and Matt probably can figure out what I'm going to be talking about. That I had a big revelation about a song that was on that I had no idea about um, something about that song. And um, I just I don't know if I, I need to be on that episode, but I just need to, uh, I guess, rewatch. That you episode. do. You do need to. This yeah, is a bunch no, of very cryptic gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just just, you know, close your ears for a second. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Brendan, skip 30 seconds ahead in the podcast. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I, they're always close. I have cauliflower ears on both sides. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, 
and Nate has a nice line here where he says, oh, you know it's love when you start talking like an assassin. And I feel like this can be said, like, almost any time Chuck talks, he's always speaking like an assassin when he's in love with someone. He really so, is. Chuck also gets a random phone call during this conversation. I guess it's just his contact giving him dirt on markets or something. This is phone call number four. Mm-hmm. Don't exactly know what happens in the phone call, but uh, we are well on our way for the a record-breaking amount of phone calls. Can't talk right uh, now. I just... <laughs> Very good. Uh, don't worry, guys. We have a Rufus storyline. And also, oh, don't worry, Van- Vanessa's back after she wasn't in the first episode. <laughs> Two all-stars. back. Everyone was complaining that Vanessa wasn't in the first episode. Um, Rufus is back from touring. Vanessa is showing off the storage space that she converted into a cafe. Rufus keeps calling this the storage space, but I guess this was the art gallery. I guess that's what he calls it, because... Uh, he's just calling it the storage space, but I have to imagine that this is what they, they're talking about the art gallery, I right? thought it was just their the house. I didn't know bigger where they than were. This, though, yeah. I don't, I, no one knew where they were. This was Rufus stupid, called it a storage space, stupid. but I don't think you can just take like a shitty like storage space where you like keep your, like your old couch or something. I don't think you can convert that into a cafe. I feel like yeah, it must have business. been, I think it had to have been the art gallery. It kind of looks like the art gallery. We saw that uh, Vanessa and Dan were kind of fixing it up and painting it on the season one finale. So I think that's what it is. But we'll but the see. But art gallery was go. clean and like much bigger, and there was more space. And I, this, I think this is a separate building or something. All right. Well, then he just had a random storage space that they converted into a cafe. But he's uh, a something's clear. So you yeah, may, he might he have multiple properties. And a, a two to four can, millionaire. Can you guys, yeah. as maybe you've watched, uh, you know, uh, well, obviously you've watched more recent episodes. What's Vanessa doing here? I mean, maybe I just missed it in the first episode. What, what what's she doing? Why is she here? She didn't go to the Hamptons. So I think she's just hanging out in the city and just like if Dan's not around, he she hangs out with his dad. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely weird. Uh, she just kind of hangs out. Like she obviously did not get the invite from anyone to the Hamptons. She also says in this scene, I think that she is homeschooled, so she doesn't have much to do when it comes to going to school. Okay. So yeah. She really does just wander around in this show. Um, <laughs> I haven't written here. Um, this scene gave me Rufus and Vanessa bang vibes. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I wasn't going to bring it up, but like it, throughout the whole episode, it really just seemed like they had like yeah. this weird like chemistry. Like she, I thought it was kind of like happen. flirty, like Very she, sexual. I thought she was like yeah. laughing when he was talking. Like he asked for a coffee, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, right. my pleasure." If I can't have your like, son. I'll have my way with you. It just it just <laughs> felt like if uh, the, the whole theme of the episode is is teens hooking up with people in their forties. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, going to happen. That's true. God, I hope it. Before. I really hope it doesn't. No, no spoilers, <laughs> but I hope we don't get a Vanessa Rufus romance here. <laughs> Uh, something is clearly off with Rufus. Seems like he misses being on the road already, but uh, Vanessa's going to get him a coffee. One house blend on the house. Brendan, as the only coffee drinker <laughs> on the podcast, what what is a house blend? Uh, I think it's just like a bullshit term to make it sound fancier, but it's just like whatever they have lying around. House blend. Okay, great. Yeah. Good stuff. It's like, oh, this is, what oh. We ha- this is what we have here as a cafe. This is our coffee. <laughs> what kind of coffee do they have on that plane you were on? <laughs> It was the, the the house plan. I'm not going to let you forget this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nate, Nate arrives home, and the, the big guys are already there. They ask if he's Nate Archibald, and I love this because we, we get, like, the recurring character of big boy Nate here where he fires back, how about since it's my house, I ask the questions, and no one's taking him serious. I don't know I don't know how this guy didn't just laugh in Nate's face. Like, all right, sit sit down, bud. This is one of my bigger laughs of the episode. When Nate said that, this scene, this whole scene, yeah, he was very oh, okay. upset, yeah, well, and the, the guy did not care <laughs> at all. Yeah, like, exactly. what are you, what are, who are you, yeah, kid? Nate's like, oh, you're really enjoying this, aren't like, you? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The FBI has taken over Nate's house. The guy is very smugly happy about it, and they they tell him that they're not going to stop with this until Nate's dad is locked up. And Nate doesn't turn him in, even though he knows where he is. And the captain is just being so selfish running away like this. Like, he really should just kind of accept the consequences because this is all his fault. So his family, and when I say yeah. his family, I really just mean Nate. I, I could not give a shit what happens to Anne. Wow. But, so that <laughs> Nate, Nate can stop suffering. But obviously Nate also does not give a shit about Anne or about Nate. Otherwise he would come clean. He's just still going to run away and whatever 
uh, country he's in, and Nate's really just going to have to suffer for it. So Nate really needs to talk to someone about this, and uh, as will be flagged up later, he does not call Chuck about this. He doesn't call any of his friends. He calls Catherine for some reason, like the old lady, the old lady he's been hooking up with, and not one of his best <laughs> friends. He calls about this. So this is phone call number five, and I don't know. I feel like if it was, me, I feel like if it was me, I would talk to one of my friends. But I didn't realize Nate and Catherine were uh, quite this close. And this wasn't even like yeah, I thought they were just they didn't even bus. connect on this call. He just got her voicemail and was like, "Call me back. Like I need to talk to to you or yeah. to, whatever." Yeah. Um, so we're getting phone calls in here that aren't even like connecting people. It's just you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, you'd think they could cut out like anytime a call goes to voicemail, but no, the show leaves all of it in. They want <laughs> the, we we get every single phone call in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the the one note that Josh Schwartz had after the the rough draft, he said, "No, we need more phone calls. This has to be hey, the more phone cell phones. We got to keep vitamin water in here somewhere too." <laughs> Listen, we have these cell yeah we have these cell phone product placements that we need to get in. So uh, Chuck and Marcus playing squash. As I said, this is a sports show now. We squash, croquet, field hockey. Um, I have never seen Chuck sweatier. I didn't even know it was possible for him to get so sweaty it looks like lord marcus hasn't even broken a sweat but i guess that's why he lost because chuck clearly wins here he tells marcus that he's off his game um i don't do you, either of you know how to play squash or have ever played squash this wasn't tennis i think i've tried no yes not tennis with the big wall in the middle <laughs> no i know that <laughs> well, i know that like sport. you like need other people to play tennis but like it looked pretty similar right they're just like hitting something well I yeah it's but- like it's like a tennis but with like you can hit it off the walls and ceilings and the wall behind you too it's like a confusing you know what was fun you know what was fun i'm sorry i'm cutting you off because this is important Uh, yeah no wall ball oh yeah wall ball is very fun what a game what a game we got wall ball is i i think which are you talking about like suicide are you talking about like handball um it was like a very small rubber bouncy ball you would throw it at the wall and what were the rules i don't even know um uh you just Bounce. But it's not the one where you, have, you don't have to hit it with your hand, right? You're just kind of throwing it at the wall and catching it. Yeah, you're not. I mean, maybe you hit it with your hand, yeah. but it, and then if and then if you like bobble it, you have to run to the yeah, wall. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, okay yeah. right. So we, when we grew up and became men, we called it asses up. So if you you would get, get like out, pegged, if someone hits, you get pegged. Yeah. In the ass, yeah, I remember that. And that is that is how you become a man when you get pegged <laughs> in the ass. With yeah, a, of course. With and the trick ball. is always to like while they're face up against the wall is to get as close as you can and they like, wail at them from like two feet away. Yeah, but uh, squash is not tennis. Yeah. Squash is tennis is played outdoors and on a tennis court. This is uh, I what I don't know the difference is squash and racquetball because I have never played either of them. But they are both, I believe. Oh, they're indoors. different things. I think so. Oh, because there was just a, a racquetball episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine I watched, and, and I thought that was the same it look thing as similar this. To the, it looked almost maybe, the same. Maybe it is the same thing. I mean, maybe I'm just revealing my uncultured. Maybe, yeah, maybe squash is like the rich people term for racquetball. It's all tennis to me. <laughs> well, uh, tennis tennis is different like tennis a different ball you go back and forth like over a net it is a different ball as well but i feel like you know what once again i think we need charles here because charles i think charles would kind of clear this charles yeah charles had played croquet before and not to make charles out to be like the fancy boy that he he is is, but i'm sure he's also yeah yeah exactly i'm sure i was trying to downplay it on the podcast last week but when charles was coming out saying that he's been to white charles could be in croquet he he would fit in just fine exactly (laughs) charles out of anyone we know charles would be in gossip girl so i'm sure he's played squash before um so yeah, I don't know the rules. I bet I could figure it out. I famously love racket sports, and I also love the cute little goggles they have to wear when they play. I, I guess, do. That is I the biggest danger. Yeah. Their whole outfits. I mean, everything that they have going on here of uh, you know athletic yes. uh, wear is just yeah, that, that is not the kind of clothing I would wear for a sports. Yeah, they're, they're wearing yeah, they're like, no, they're sweaters. Sweaters. Yeah, two layers on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
that's crazy. I can't. I guess like when you're rich though, you have to look good no matter what. You have I to wear your fancy so. clothes even when you're sweating. They don't look good. They look insane. They look. They look out of their minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, so Chuck, Chuck is able to get Marcus to start opening up to him. He's complaining about the Duchess and how like demanding she is or whatever and how Blair wants to meet her. Truly amazing. Again, how quickly Chuck has gotten Marcus to completely trust him. Like he is just a great social game all episode. And Marcus mentions Blair's party. Seems like Chuck clearly didn't know about it, but now he does. So now he's going to be able to show up later. And Chuck also very slyly says, you know, there, there's a problem with your cell phone. So uh, let me get your home number. Um, this wouldn't have worked today because I feel like most people would be like What's a phone up? number, yeah. like what the What's fuck that? are you talking? Yeah, what are yeah. you talking about? Also, Marcus probably should have been like, "What do you mean there was a problem with my cell? Like, can you go into details? Like, that doesn't right. make sense." I to guess me. back then that's not like, oh yeah, okay. But oh, of like, course, you called like, my cell yeah. and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so I, I don't know just about gathering that, up but... all the intel you can get, which uh, yeah, ch- you know, Chuck, uh, Chuck really standing out in this episode. Just as far as you know, I said earlier, it wasn't really like he had to do the most, uh, you know, Chucky kind of, uh, you know, manipulation to, to be friends with this guy. Um, but as as he's going on, it's really like, you know, he's doing what he does well, but it's, again, a very easy target, I guess you could say, with Marcus. He's really not oh, yeah, providing he, uh, much pushback. He, he played the royal family like like a fiddle in this episode. So <laughs> Blair, Blair and Dorota now. Dorota has killed it with the party planning. Like, record timing, she got a party together. Blair's upset with the guest list, though. Um, Dorota's Blair's like, it's all your friends. <laughs> it's literally yeah, all like, you <laughs> people that I would invite yeah. to any other party for you. <laughs> she's like, these are high schoolers. I'm like, well, yeah, Blair, you're a high schooler. You see your friends. Uh, and she's like, well, invite some strangers to the party. Uh, this is when she calls herself the crown jewel, surrounded by smaller, slightly flawed gems. Um, and I, d- I do love that Blair's solution to any problem is just to throw a party. I don't see a flaw in the plan at all. Uh, it seems like a, a tried and true method, method here. So... Blair even wants to invite Dan here because Dan knows soccer. I don't know if we knew this about Dan. I don't think previously. We did. I think the only it, thing it's we on knew about Dan, for him, and, though, for sure. Yeah, I, the only thing I, I can think of with Dan and soccer is when we saw uh, Nate carrying a soccer ball, and Dan was like, "Oh, SATs are coming up, and you're playing soccer. How the hell can you?" Do <laughs> <laughs> but now it turns out that Dan also likes soccer. He just, I guess, wasn't playing it because he had to study for the SATs. Yeah, I, th- I think soccer in America is like kind of the douchey sport to be a big fan oh, yeah, of. Oh d- yeah, definitely. Which, like, you know, works for him. Yeah, I think Dan being a, a fan of soccer definitely, yeah. definitely makes sense. Blair also very happy that Serena and Downer Dan have broken up because now she has Serena back. And, you know, we're just going to get ready for the party now. So that's all about that. Nate, Nate comes out of the elevator to talk to Chuck. And I guess since uh, Catherine was unavailable, he's trying to talk to Chuck now. Chuck is selling the iconic Victrola to try and uh, rise to Marcus's level, or so he says. He says it's the right thing to do, which Nate is going to remember that turn of phrase. And Nate also sees that... Uh, you know, he sees that Chuck is busy or Chuck tells him that he's busy. And so he leaves to call someone else. We get phone call number six. We don't exactly know who he's on the phone with. Brendan, did, did you think it was going to be Vanessa that he was calling here? No, I, I didn't. I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with him and Vanessa after their strange breakup. Uh, but it looks like we're trying to get back into that little uh, back and forth between the two of them in this season. It does. Yeah. And we said, uh, me and... Mel both said in the finale, like, we don't remember this relationship only being, like, two episodes long, so it is definitely possible that maybe something else happens here. We saw right. that Vanessa definitely down for it, even though Nate seems to have other things on his mind, but let's let's just go right into phone call number seven now with Dan and Serena. <laughs> we're really just, like, we're getting a mile a minute here, these phone calls. Dan and Serena are on the phone, and it's at this point in the episode where I was really starting to think, like, there are a lot of phone calls in this episode. <laughs> um 
all of a sudden, Dan is now the one that wants to take some time alone, and Serena seems like she's back in love with him. So I, I guess Dan wasn't impressed with the bathroom hookup. I, I was going to say, yeah, I guess it wasn't as great as he had hoped. <laughs> but... I, I don't understand why they don't just get back together at this point. Like, Brendan, I know that last week you were upset that the show kind of rushed them back together in the first episode of the season, but, like, is this any better? No, but once once they did rush them together, then you have no reason for them not to be together. You can't just, like, rush them in and then just, like, take it all back. Yeah. I don't know. It's te- uh, Matt, are you, a, are you a Dan and Serena guy overall? I think I spent most of the time, you know, watching Dan and Serena being in their corner than not. Um I feel like I, like they definitely want you to be, and usually that kind of stuff just works for me. Yeah. If they tell me that's what they want me to do, I'll, I'll kind of go along <laughs> with it, and it, it, it works yeah, sure. for the most part here. They're playing... A sucker for the yeah, edit. Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, they're really doing this thing here where they're like, you know, doing this toxic relationship thing of like trying to see which one will admit to caring more than the other, because <laughs> at each turn, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was great, and whatever, but like, I don't know if we should really go so fast into it, and like Dan's waiting for Serena to be like, no, 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 no but like, I really want to, and that's what Serena was kind of doing right when they woke up after having having beach sex like that's what you know right uh-huh. yeah and then as soon as the other person comes around the first person is like you know what maybe yeah, you're right. yeah, I don't know it's like this. just like, shut up and geez. do what you're doing like you both want to fuck each other non-stop just date yeah. each other i don't understand <laughs> let's stop wasting Damn, my it's time so toxic, it's gross, so, whatever i still <laughs> yeah. support them that's that's, so that's looks, uh, yeah of course of course i feel like I, most people even if they don't like dan or serena they more or less at least at this point supported them uh being together i think they were the couple of the first season uh before we started moving into all the the chuck and blair stuff so yeah uh yes it's just a little annoying but like i I was just glad to see serena like not being so annoying and i don't know she just she was she had been on such a bad streak leading up to this part of the the series that her being happy was kind of refreshing yeah with uh georgina out of the picture she seems to at least uh, a little bit be back to her uh, charming ways so right not to say speaking, that this plot line wasn't all that enticing but speaking of couples that america is rooting for it looks like vanessa was the person who nate called and nate uh, poor nate he has resorted to vanessa for advice <laughs> and i feel like all he's gonna get from this is just vanessa being really annoying and not helping at all making it about herself other stuff classic um, matt i couldn't help but notice you did not say vanessa was one of your least favorite characters do you despise her as much as we do or are you a, a closeted vanessa supporter like mel was i guess it may be more the latter um but i don't oh, no. so i mean i've listened to every episode that you guys have done so far and every step along the way i mean i guess like you know this obviously isn't the end of vanessa you know by any means here so i feel like i don't know if maybe gagan can't really get into the details of like why vanessa sucks so much uh without giving like spoilers away but like i need maybe off air for you to tell me like exactly what it is about vanessa that we hate so much (laughs) because i never saw it like all the way through i think she's perfectly fine she never bothered wow. me in any kind of wow. like severe way. I mean, granted, I watched the show very fast. So, you know, it's not like Vanessa's ever the main character. You're focused on a lot of other people. Uh-huh. Uh, she's always kind of like the plus one to whoever, whatever character she's kind of, you know, attached right. to at that time. Kind of brushed uh, past. Yeah. So, like, I never really felt any kind of way of like, I, I, plus it's hard for me to like hate a woman on any of these sitcoms. So, um, <laughs> uh-huh. you got to give me a little bit more as far as like telling me why I should feel the way you want me to feel at some point. We don't have to do it right now. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I she, do. she just sticks her business wherever it's not needed. Like yeah. in this episode in particular is a perfect example of her doing that. Like with Rufus and with Nate here. Neither. I don't know why she's the go-to girl for advice. Of all, the I people. feel like yeah. I would love to the have Vanessa is, as a friend. I think on paper she seems like a great friend, but watching the show, the I, substance that comes I, out of her. I is think not I don't great. know. Maybe if you maybe when you rewatch it, I think you really need to watch Vanessa and all her just annoyingness to really appreciate how annoying she is. I do maybe think that's she it because you did tee up her Vanessa being shitty for me, so I'm noticing it because I'm watching for it. Maybe. Yeah, you, you didn't give me that warning, so I was just like coasting through. <laughs> 
I do think she does get worse, but like even Brendan only seeing a season, he also sees. And you know what? Everyone else that has come on except for Mel has also like they are just. Who, dying she to did backtrack when she was on with us, and then she recently LVP tweeted points. that she's more of a fan than she was when she okay. talked to us. Yeah. So she's she's back yeah. on the Vanessa train. She's yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So anyway, good good guy Nate says he's not able to turn in his dad. Which at this point, I'm just like, just turn him in. He sucks. He doesn't like you. Just fuck him. Just I mean, you're. You, your life will be so much better with the FBI not living in your house, but, you know, obviously Nate can't do it. And Vanessa's very happy to teach Nate to be poor. Like, something about a two-for-one taco night that they're going to go to. Uh, you know, Br- Brendan, is this an avenue you think of explore? Like, Nate the commoner, he has to adjust to being, like, a, a poor person like Vanessa now? I think there be, could be some com- comedy there, and I think maybe this would be a, a more interesting version of Nate, honestly. Yeah, I think it could be kind of interesting. but uh, I don't expect it to yet- happen at all, but... Yeah, uh, we get yet another phone call as Anne calls Nate to tell him that everything is fine now. This is phone call number eight, of course. I am keeping track, and Anne, of course, not going to tell Nate how she fixed the problem. Just that she got a loan from a family friend. Also, I don't know if you noticed this, Ligori, but as a fellow dog hater, Anne was with yes, two huge, they were scary wolves. Fucking oh my god, it. I had a note they about this terrifying. <laughs> my note says horrible looking dogs. They were huge. Was like, they were not dogs. They were I, fucking monsters. Yeah, I don't know when Gossip Girl dealt. <laughs> they were they were Hagrid creatures. <laughs> They were. <laughs> I was expect. I was expecting Anne to just get eaten in the scene. And just be like, oh, like, not like this. Not like. I couldn't this. even write down what was going on in the scene because, like, I had to like pause for a second and, and write. Uh, just what were those creatures? What the fuck are those? How do they even show those dogs and not even like mention right. them? Like these are just dogs in the. Like, these monsters. are just like extra dogs. Like what? Why did they even include that? And in you know, I was scene? kind of wondering. It's not I was a like, storyline. I was like, why does uh, does Matt you know have such such so much against uh, Anne? I guess is her name. Uh, Nate's mom. I, I really don't remember much about yeah. her. Um, but if Mrs. she's an Catherine. owner of these two giant wolves, then, oh, God. then I don't like her either. They were creatures from another world. Like they were, I've <laughs> they, never seen anything like they were just. What kind of dogs even are these? I think they were just like They wolves were wolves. They were not. Like, I can't even I start to try to identify what kind of dog that would have been. No reason, no reason for them to be in the episode. They were just there. So, uh, <laughs> the FBI, like, I just imagine. Like, I imagine like, like being on a film oh, no, set. They're taking and, away like, my wolves. You know, you, you're filming this scene oh, of like, God. you know, mom talking on the phone, you know, at the house. Like, and you're like, what we really need to make our day more complicated is two giant wolves being added to the set. And we- <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sure that it wasn't easy to film them or anything. Like, I will not give the dogs the LVP for this episode, I'm but like, they are on thin ice. Just, just on thin just ice. If they show up again. Um, so, yeah. Anne, Anne says that the person, you know, Nate was like, what, who'd you ask for a loan? Just a stranger? And she was like, no, the, the person offered her a loan, and he, he refused to take no for an answer. And so Nate hears, refused to take no for an answer, and he immediately knows that that must be Chuck. That sounds like someone we know. And he's uh, not, I'm not sure how exactly, like, I think they said it, I don't know if Ann called Chuck or if Chuck called Ann or what's going on, if they're just, like, t- uh-huh. are friends with each other and just talk or whatever, but Chuck somehow found out about this, and, you know, I, Good for him. He's he's so down to help. Like I know he's kind of overstepping here, but whatever. And also, uh, Brendan, I know uh, you hated the Nate Vanessa relationship, but is the Nate Vanessa friendship here any better? Mm. And also, do I, you think they'll they'll get back together now that they're like talking again? I think the friendship is better, especially because it's fun now knowing like how the episode ends. It's fun to know that she has feelings for Nate. It's and fun to know that shit. she. It's, it's fun to know that she's going to be sad at the end of the episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I like the Nate Vanessa friendship because it leaves the open the possibility for Vanessa to get her heart broken. That's. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. we're bordering onto cruel, just being cruel to Vanessa. <laughs> if we're gonna pick a side, we got to go hard on either side. I will not join you on this um, journey. <laughs> yeah, you know, nor should you. We're it's it's too much at this point. Uh, we cut to we cut to Chuck looking very dapper here in this restaurant that he's meeting the Duchess in. Uh, 
he's unaware that this is the old lady that Nate has been banging. So all of this is obviously <laughs> going to blow up somehow, but we don't know how just yet. And we see that Chuck says to the Duchess, well, we don't see what he says to it. They kind of just he kind of just like introduces himself, but he obviously somehow convinced her to come to the party. I don't know why she wanted to come to the party. I guess he was just like, "Your son is going to be there with a lowly Waldorf, so you better come." And mm-hmm. you know, as as is the tradition in this episode, Chuck is able to get what he wants here, and the royals are just going to follow him around. <laughs> like this like scene he's, is so funny. He's the royal when he whisperer. talks to her. It's just the way he his like physical. Acting oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I was going to point the, that the, out too. The, the way he like circles around and, and her. pulls the chair. He doesn't <laughs> even pull the chair out, but he stands behind <laughs> yeah. the chair with his hand on the chair as if he was pulling the chair yeah. out for her to sit down yeah. like giving her it's permission to sit for down him to take a seat yeah <laughs> yeah it's really it's good very it's very fun he's always very fun to watch and so we, we have reached our event of the week here the welcome back to the city party that everyone's been to uh seems to be the most boring party that's ever oh, been man, thrown yeah. although at least ingrid and beatrice are here to play the flute and harp respectively <laughs> and uh, i like that blair after the performance blair turns to marcus and is like i love mozart and marcus is like that wasn't mozart but i i am surprised because <laughs> blair is is pretty cultured so i feel like she would normally know that I, I but i guess i don't know maybe she's under a lot of pressure here she's not able to uh separate her mozarts from her non-mozarts at this point <laughs> yeah pretty pretty embarrassing honestly yeah. yeah, obviously when obviously when the three of us heard it, we knew right away that this was exactly. not Mozart. Like, yeah, I, just can't imagine I, I didn't know who it was, but that. I said I said not Mozart. Right, and not knowing, it's just, <laughs> Blair is ridiculous. Where did Dorota find all of these people to invite? Like, how does she know all of these people? Yeah, because the high schoolers like make sense because she has them on a list. Like, she has all their numbers and stuff. But like when she said find randos, who are they and why are they so willing to come to this party? Did she? Yeah, did she just like crash another party and was just like my high school? The, the person I. <laughs> The person I made for my high school, the high schooler, is having a welcome back to the city party and wants a bunch of strangers to come if you're if you're available. And there's a flute and a harp. Come on down. I like the person I made for. I didn't know how to describe the verb that I worked yeah. for. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. You made that. So this is when Dan comes, and Blair, Blair's never been happier to see Dan, and she introduces him to the Lord, and that's when Dan says, hello, the Lord, which did make me yeah, laugh. That was and, good. And, another, and another episode that unfortunately didn't have too many laughs. Yeah, to this, this point, that was one of the best, epi- uh, best jokes of the episode. Honestly. Was this I your guess, joke of the episode, Brendan? No, I think you'll you'll be able to figure out which one. It's coming up soon. Very, uh, very I, Lord, I mean Jeff I might... uh, vibes. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yes. Even Serena's jokes are falling flat, and this this seems like a disaster. Not even Serena can get a, j- a laugh out of people, and nor- normally people are very charmed by Serena, but... So th- this, as I as I always say, this is not a fashion podcast, but I surprisingly don't like Dan's look here. Maybe I'm just not a huge vest guy, but I think it no. looked stupid. Because I think he's he's missing the top hat to be Starburns here. That's all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very That's the only thing missing. Like this is just a, a very like the shirt and the vest. I just didn't not, I yeah, did not I'm like not it a, overall. I can't mm. describe why because I'm not a fashion person, but I just looked at it and I just said no, I don't like mm. this. I think it's too of the era. Like it's over the top for like 2008. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, um, I don't know. We, we get this thing again. They do this all the time where, like, Serena and Dan are talking, and Serena sees Chuck, and she's like, Chuck. And Dan's like, no, I'm Dan. Yeah, this happens, like, it would have made me laugh happens, when I was like, a little bit younger because that, like, just stupid yeah. comedy. Like, that, that's the kind of thing that I'm saying just would make me laugh. But now I'm just like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> and they, they go to this well, like, a surprisingly often amount of times. And also, it just never phases Dan. Like, Dan is never either concerned that she called him by the mm-hmm. wrong name or concerned that Chuck has shown up. He's always just, he's always just down like, to like no, make that joke. Dan, sweetie. No, I'm da- like, no, this his, is his like dad joke. <laughs> yeah, his dad <laughs> joke radar just always goes up. Like he's always so excited to say that to Serena. So uh, Chuck makes his grand entrance. He's shaking hands with all these people. He's convinced old lady Duchess to come with him. And uh, this is kind of like 
one of the best parts of the episode where Chuck tells Blair to meet his friend and Blair has no idea she's talking to the Duchess and says, why? So she can warn me about the effects of too much Botox? There we go. That's the joke <laughs> of the episode. Oh, that's your, see, I had something flagged up, uh, something else flagged up as potentially your joke of the episode, but we'll get to that, that was, later. Oh, that was great. It was a great moment. Um, it's good. It's a very yeah. good moment. I wasn't. I was. Uh, I was doing more like gasping than than laughing because obviously, like this is the big <laughs> moment that Blair had been building towards, and you know, really, exactly. really uh-huh. waiting for this moment to meet her, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, how much gasping? Just, uh, yeah, just uh, Botox. I guess I can't blame. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can't blame Blair because there's really no reason to think that she would be at the party. Uh, she didn't you can th- blame Blair. Why is she just there? calling random people out on their Botox? Like, <laughs> listen, that's what Blair does. Like, Blair does not give a shit. Like, yeah, that was very on brand for her. So I was, I was excited for that moment. Yeah, in in terms of Blair not thinking that this would be the Duchess, in terms of her just being rude in general, like, yeah, kind of uncalled <laughs> some for random there. person doesn't know. <laughs> nice to meet you too. Yeah, that is very mean. Chuck looks very smug here. I I thought that he wanted to get one over on Marcus, but I guess he wants to get one over on Blair. Not really sure what he's getting out of it, except for like ruining Blair's life, except for winning this game that he has created. Yeah. But that's, maybe, maybe making that's just a friend in Marcus too. Maybe he actually enjoys his, <laughs> yeah, exactly. his company. Having a, having a new squash buddy. Uh, <laughs> back to our favorites, Rufus and Vanessa, our, our favorite couple. Love, <laughs> love when we get a scene with the two most boring characters. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa mentions Jenny, and I'm just now realizing that she's nowhere to be found in this episode yet. Um, not and only she's Jenny, in the thumbnail oh, for I the episode, episode that was too. Sad. <laughs> yeah, again, we don't we don't get her till the end. Also, Lily hasn't been in the season at all as of yet. Uh, I know you were upset, Ligori, that Jenny wasn't here yet. Were you upset that we had no no Lily? Yeah, yet in I, I would have liked to comment a little bit on everybody. You know, Eric wasn't here either, so it would have been nice to yeah. have yeah. all of them around. Um, but I guess I'll just have to come back. You know, as far as as far as that goes. Um, yeah, I I do enjoy Lily. I do enjoy Eric. Um, and w- was it this season that uh, the actress was pregnant, or was that a different season? I I don't know. You might be a bigger Gossip Girl fan than I am because I, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe just on the wiki. I don't know when she was right. You know, recently. I don't know. Um, def- I feel like one of the seasons uh, that she was like missing a couple episodes. Maybe it was at the end. I, I don't know. Could, that could, could explain not be it. Now. That could explain it. Why she. Yeah, that could explain why she misses a couple of episodes here. Point. I don't know when she is going to make... Yeah, I don't know when she is going to make her first appearance in the season, <laughs> but I'm waiting for it. Baby. I love Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when she's going to make her first baby. <laughs> Lily is one of my favorite adults in the show, so definitely missing her Yeah, here, it's funny but... that we've gotten more Cece than her this season so far. <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't have expected that. Uh, Rufus offers Vanessa, I guess, like a job here, like running the new cafe, uh, because I mean, he you wants better. to go if you back. just built this cafe, give me a fucking <laughs> job at it, at least. What the- <laughs> he wants to go yeah. back on tour, I guess. I-, I don't know how opening up a cafe works, but can Vanessa just fix a place up and be like, okay, this is a cafe now, and I own it? I feel like there's <laughs> there's some kind of process. It's definitely more than, more than that. You need to hire staff. You need to hire, either, you but... need to like, order supplies. There's a lot of licensing like, involved. I feel like you need to get like, some kind of like restaurant license. They, or, yeah, like, definitely. They do make it sound much healthier than it actually would be. Yeah, this is now a cafe now, and you can and you can run it, and I'll be on tour again. All right, see you later. So, Blair is going to try apologizing to the Duchess, but uh, it doesn't look like this is going anywhere. Blair just keeps digging herself a bigger hole. She has the huge unforced error here. She's, like, mentioning all the things that she's afraid that Chuck has brought up, and Catherine's like, Chuck didn't tell me any of that, so. And I am... I'm surprised that Serena didn't immediately tell Blair that, like, this is the old lady that Nate's hooking up with, by the way. I guess I guess Serena's being a good friend to Nate and not really to Blair. Like, I, I was just surprised yeah, that Serena I guess she was more involved in this storyline with Nate last episode, so she's she feels more obligated to him right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's also a weird time yeah, to bring that up, of, like, right now. <laughs> I, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's waiting ear, for her moment. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Well, thank God Blair finds out anyway, but... So... 
Catherine tells Blair that Marcus will never end up with a lowly Waldorf. Kind of weird having the uh, the shoe on the other foot for Blair. Usually she's the one saying that people are lowly, but now I guess she gets to to know how it feels. Yeah. So she is uh, she is finally the lowly Waldorf now that is not good enough to date someone. And I think uh, this is like kind of the turning point of the episode here, where at least Catherine is like finally interesting now as she's playing the antagonist to Blair, mm-hmm. not just as the old lady hooking up with Nate. So this should be fun to watch play out. And it is fun to watch for the rest of the yeah, episode. More dimension also, to her character now. Yeah, exactly. Also her being the Duchess and, and Nate's fuck buddy while Marcus is like the Lord should be fun as well. It's definitely more interesting now. And speaking of Nate, he arrives. It's clear that they know each other. Serena tries to like immediately diffuse the situation by saying they only know each other from book club mm-hmm. and like <laughs> quickly filling Nate and Catherine in on everything. I like when Gossip Girl is like, wait, <laughs> Chuck's good. date and Blair's date are mother and son and Nate and Blair are exes and Nate and the mother are in a book club. It was <laughs> a rare made... joke, like a straight up joke from Gossip Girl. It was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Gossip Girl really uh, getting into the comedy of the episode. <laughs> this, although not, not the joke of the episode for you, Brendan. No, it wasn't. That that Blair Blair put down was just too good. And I think cuz I'm I'm missing that that energy from Lily too since she hasn't been here, so like I need someone to be just rude to people. So <laughs> Blair's course. the only person that's championing that right now. Yeah. So Blair is uh kind of complaining to Serena about her shitty party and her shitty life and everything. <laughs> Serena kind of kind of kicks her while she's down here. It's like, "Well, it's yeah, so cute. I was like, "Ouch." <laughs> 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 like this is Real not honesty. this is not what she wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blair Blair has a moment of vulnerability and that's enough to make naive naive Serena comes back here and she's like see this is the bee I love just show that to Catherine and she'll love you like Serena I think that ship has sailed and it won't be quite that easy I don't think Blair can just show her vulnerability and Catherine will be like oh I love you now but Serena is also like yeah. very distracted with thoughts of just you know effing Dan at all times so I don't think she even cares <laughs> yeah, about true. this conversation she's because she's literally going to you know run off to go all. find Dan and uh, leave Blair just you know just it's like the very easiest advice she could give on her way out yeah she's That's running on fair. autopilot yeah. with blair right yeah. now yeah she literally just tells b to uh be just herself, be herself. <laughs> and then leaves. uh nate confronts chuck here he's super upset that chuck is bailing his family out chuck is also upset that nate never told him about any of this and i guess are, are we team chuck or team nate here because i uh oh, i feel like they chuck both have points time. i have a note here that says nate sucks this episode he's I, I, <laughs> he's just like so annoying he's he's so brooding he's so sad and like this is the version of him i don't like and i kind of do like him like all jokes aside about him and Vanessa, I like him more when he seems more chipper. And he's just like, like happy, he's, yeah. he's annoying. I feel like, like Chuckle's trying to do a nice thing. This is like a very common uh, like attribute of like the character that is in need of help on these shows. Like the kid that needs help, uh-huh. like they never want the help. They're like, no, you don't need to help me. Like I'll figure it out on my own. And like you know, his yeah. best friend's coming to him to like save the day and save his life and all this kind of stuff. And you know, they still are going to kind of like fight against that for a bit. I didn't so need your help. it's just like expected. It's like typical at this point. So I mean, I, I think just the setup it, itself requires you to be on Chuck's side of like he's obviously doing a good thing to like help you out. Uh, maybe you don't want the help but you need it so mm-hmm. yeah and yeah he i guess he obviously like oversteps a little maybe he crosses the line but he's obviously doing it to be a good friend he doesn't like with anyone else he'd probably have like ulterior motives but not with nate yeah and, and they didn't chuck talk is, to him about what was going on either it took chuck to exactly kind of i think out. chuck is i think chuck is rightfully upset that all of this is going on and nate hasn't even told him about it but he's told like old lady Catherine. So. <laughs> and, and, and he and he says that he's like if He's like, Nate, if your mom is opening up about this, then it might, it must be pretty bad because she obviously always pretends that like everything's OK. So right. and Nate obviously just has one of his classic storm offs. And he's like, I'll handle it myself and just kind of leave. So yeah. uh, unfortunate there. Yeah. I think we're all team Chuck. But back to Serena. She just wants to make out with Dan some more. Uh, they're kind of just like up against a random wall. <laughs> this scene is Nate funny walk- with Nate, though. I do like this. <laughs> yeah, this is good. <laughs> Nate, Chase, Chase, Jesus Christ, Chase Crawford has 
like mastered the the look of just kind of like befuddled amusement Aloof like and, yeah. just yeah just looking kind of like confused but amused at the same time he's just kind of like awkwardly smiling at them and yeah, he goes uh, are you guys together <laughs> yeah exactly and then's like no 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 this is just a friendly uh and it's like yeah friendly kiss of course and he's like you you guys can take the elevator yourselves i will not be getting on this one and they're like good because we're gonna we're gonna fuck in the elevator pretty much is what i got from that yeah either way it was funny that, that Nate even assumed he was invited on the elevator. Like, just, there was like two other ones next to it. Like, yeah, just take one of those. I, I wouldn't want to go. Well, didn't in Serena say like, "Aren't you? Are you coming?" Like, she did invite yeah. him. Yeah, in. I, I, yeah. Well, it was strange for her to invite. Room him. for one and, more. Like, you know, there could have been. I don't know. Maybe we maybe we crossed into that uh, that territory with the three of them Ooh, there. But uh, maybe once we start once we start reading some Gossip Girl fan fiction, I think we can yeah. we can get into that. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Um, the only two that haven't kissed in that trio is Nate and Dan. So let's break that down. Yeah. <laughs> So Nate and Catherine meet up in some random library, I guess, and Nate is realizing that this situation isn't really that great because best case scenario, he becomes Blair's father-in-law. What a plot development that would be because uh, Chuck calling Serena sis is always good for a laugh. I feel like Nate calling Blair daughter. I don't know if that would also be, be as funny as <laughs> Hello, my daughter. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if it was Chuck who had to say that, but... Yeah, yeah. Nate, I, think Chuck, I don't, I don't know if he can pull it one, off. Yeah, Chuck is the only one that can pull that off. I think it would not have quite the same uh, creepy charm that Chuck is able to have when he says it. It would be a little too um, much. Rufus comes back to the loft, and we get to hear Jenny's voice for the first time. She left Rufus a, kind of a very adorable voicemail here. It sounded like she's having a great time hanging with Eric. This is phone call number nine, of course. It's been a little while since we had a phone call. A few uh, scenes, yeah, so glad, it was so great to hear the two of them having fun. I thought you were going to say it's so glad. I'm so glad we got another phone call. <laughs> well, that too. Uh. Man, I was it. just so happy to hear yeah. that uh, amazing voice I had not heard all episode. Well, that Absolutely. Too. And Rufus walks around, sees all the great dresses and designs and everything that Jenny's created. See, seems very proud of his daughter. A very cute scene. He also sees some of Dan's writings and a pictures of both of them and everything. And uh, I thought it was funny. According to the the wiki, the photo the photo board that he's looking at in the Humphrey loft, all of the pictures in there, Dan and Jenny are wearing the same outfit on the same day. So I guess they, uh, <laughs> they had just had photo one photo shoot. shoot. One photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had one photo shoot and just hung up all the pictures on the wall. So That's funny. But at, at this point, Rufus is like, oh, shit, yeah, I just remembered. I love being a yeah, dad. he's like, I love so my kids. <laughs> I miss those yeah, guys. Exactly. That's such a, that's such a great day we took all those pictures. Forgot I, <laughs> exactly. Forgot I like these like, assholes. <laughs> Where are they? So he makes a call <laughs> Makes a call to cancel his tour. Phone call number 10. We are in double digits. Everyone is cheering. Everyone's so excited that I'm keeping this bit mm-hmm. going and counting phone calls and we are i like this bit and i like old lady catherine honestly keep it going <laughs> back to nate and the previously mentioned old lady catherine nate has told her all about his predicament right, even, though, <laughs> even though yeah, sorry I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back a little even though he couldn't tell chuck he does tell catherine about it and she comes up with the genius idea to give nate the money his family needs for the small price of him continuing to fuck her so a real win-win for everyone involved pretty good yeah he's I'll like what do, what do i have to do to you know it's like you know what you have to do Shut you up. know yeah, it's uh, pretty obvious what what we're yeah. uh, getting at here, and you know we'll just uh, keep on going with these uh, you know appropriate hookups. So yeah, Nate Nate's uh, you know like I said, real win win for everyone involved. Not exactly sure where Nate's line is because for some reason it was totally uncool to get the money from Chuck, but getting the money this way is fine. I don't know if that logic tracks. Like I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Like what? I guess you know he's like I, I guess teenagers are thinking with their wieners at this point. He's like, no, Chuck, you're not allowed to help me. But Catherine is, and except I have to have sex with her to make it happen. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> seems like a weird. Seems like Nate has a weird line of what's okay and what isn't. The okay. line of prostitution, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So. 
Blair is now looking for Nate, and it is Dorota that points out uh, that points Blair in the direction of the library. So a nice assist from Dorota here. And Blair walks in, and she sees nothing. But then she hears some kissing and moaning, and she goes to investigate, and she sees Nate and Catherine, like, fucking on the floor. And uh, not for nothing, but they couldn't wait and get, like, a hotel room or something. They had to do this right here, right now. They are literally in a library in someone else's house. where the, on, anyone the can just, on, the on the floor. On the floor. On the Where anyone can just walk in. And in the words of Serena, like, serves them right. Like, they, they, they had this coming to them. And they hadn't gotten very, very far, so that's good. Like, at least there was, like, no, like, <laughs> yeah. penetration going on while she walked in. Just shirt off yeah, and shirt was, like, kind still. of, you know, yeah. So when he gets up and, you know, obviously is very embarrassed and kind of puts himself back together, it doesn't take too long. But, yeah, I mean, again, the floor, there was a couch. I don't know. It was just uh, not – it didn't look great uh, and obviously didn't end great for the two of them as Blair shows up and uh, is very, you know, surprised at, at what she sees. Yeah, well, she's so surprised that she says, oh, my effing God. Oh, my and, effing God. Oh, you got an effing, yeah. <laughs> Shades of Chuck saying you can't effing effer. Like, I know oh, we're on this. Oh, my effing God. Yeah. I know we're on the CW, but come on. No one in their right mind is ever saying, oh, my effing God. Effing. Like, this is just have I her say, say, oh, say my God. every once in a while. Oh, my effing God. All right. Well, you know what? Then you. <laughs> I, I try guess... not to curse. Sometimes it happens, but I try not to curse so I can easily see myself saying effing. But then, but then just <laughs> say, but then just say, oh, my God. No, that's not the same effect. Because you need to, you need that extra word to say like, "Oh my effing yeah no no I'm uh-huh. look at what me about, being more team Blair like in this moment kind of guy? Like look at me <laughs> no, this is me anti the writers for writing including this line Blair said it. it 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 sounds too it sounds more childish than just like leaving it out oh my honestly. effing god I liked it <laughs> all, right, <laughs> all right well. I, thank you for planting your flag. Get, it's, it's, yeah, we had a, a real spirited so, disagreement. Know, he just looks here. down upon us two sailor mouths over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for offending you this whole podcast with all the uh, cruel language. All the cruel yeah. language. It's, it's a wonder I'm still on the call. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so Nate and Catherine put their clothes back on. Nate's like, I don't have to explain myself to you. And Blair's like, No, yeah, I think I got it. <laughs> Blair, <laughs> Blair, Blair is so excited to have this dirt on the Duchess now. So she goes to talk with her. She uh, she's taken this revelation to mean that she can go back to being a huge bitch. And thank God, because we're finally going to get some great Blair lines again. Yeah. She says, I thought you were just a callow, social climbing former swimsuit model who married above her situation, only to be enslaved by her own securities. But now that I've seen you rolling around on the floor with my adolescent ex, I understand you have a compassionate side too, which is just amazing. Such a great Blair line reading there, and yeah. man, I've been waiting all season really for Blair to uh to get back to this bitchy side. To be Blair, they, and thank God Blair phrased it this way because I forgot that Nate was still an adolescent here, and that uh, Catherine is just <laughs> right. having yeah, sex it with really a child. Into perspective. Yeah, thank thank you Blair for putting this into perspective again. Um, it's funny how far we've come with the two of them too. As far as the beginning of the series, the two of them are just inseparable, and they're like they've been dating since they were kids, and now she just sees him like almost banging this older woman and she just like thinks it's amusing yeah yeah they don't <laughs> blair has no feelings for nate anymore they, they have <laughs> come at gone. all um blair of course is going to try to use this as leverage to get Catherine to lay off her and marcus uh blair keeps claiming like all episode that she has real feelings for marcus but we know that's bullshit because she absolutely hated this guy until she found out he was a lord <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all fake. We all know she's p- full of shit, but this is when Marcus comes in the room, and they they both give him a hello, darling, like they're Mrs. Doubtfire yeah, or something, but they, they, both, they both say it in unison. Three, two, one. Hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it seems like Blair's plan has worked, because the- Should we finish this episode by saying- uh, XOXO, goodbye, yeah. darling. Goodbye, dar- goodbye, darlings. Goodbye, darlings. <laughs> um, so yeah, Blair's plan has worked, because Duchess lets Marcus know that uh, she approves of Blair, Um and so Dan comes back to the loft, and so does Jenny. We finally get Jenny here. Uh, I hate again that they 
that uh, they left her out of so much of the episode, but great to finally see her. Jenny sees her dad. She screams dad. Like she screeches it and runs to give him a hug. I audibly said awe in this moment because yeah, it was, it was adorable. And just, it really was. Again, so great to have Jenny back. I, you know, her presence was definitely missed. Um, big Jenny fan. You might even say my second favorite character. Um, you might. Hashtag so justice for Jenny. We love Jenny here on the Lonely Boys. And I said this a bunch of times in season one, but I still love these th- these uh, Humphrey scenes. They're they're just such a lovely family when they're together. Um, I right. guess, uh, yeah, I don't care about Rufus on his own really. Like this whole episode, his plotline was like, I don't give a shit what he decides to do. Yeah, <laughs> but once like the whole <laughs> gang was together, I was like, oh, this yeah. is yeah. Nice. Look, my had- first. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask how you feel it about the Humphreys the as, a, as a unit. I was going to say, I feel like we're about to say similar, very similar okay, things. Great. Famously, my first ever Gossip Girl take was that Dan and uh, and Rufus do not look like father and son. I was like, these two are way, like, I mean, Rufus does start to look older. And maybe now having watched all six seasons, like, I just have a picture in my head of an older Rufus. But season one, every time I looked at those two, I was like, they are friends. They are maybe even brothers. Like, there is not, <laughs> they just did not look like they could be father and son. And especially the relationship that they have is like such, mm-hmm. like, you know, so cordial, so, such best friends with each other, whatever. Um, it, it, it took a long time for me to actually believe mm-hmm. that there was a father-son dynamic here. Huh. Yeah, it's true. I never thought much of it. I guess just because they're like being such a huge Gilmore Girls fan, like I, I thought of maybe true. like the 16-year-old sort of parent. Like, could, he could have been a young parent. I don't know. I'm it sure was he was young. I don't, I don't think he was quite that young. But yeah, to me. I, yeah I, I think they do have kind of more like a brother relationship than a father-son relationship. But I think that's kind of what makes these scenes kind of work here because... Uh, I've always loved the the scenes of like just the Humphreys all together in the loft, just kind of having fun with each other, and uh, they they you know they're they're just kind of catching each other up and everything, and poking fun at each mm-hmm. other, and they just overall enjoy each other's company, which I like to see. And uh, mm-hmm. this is where Dan reveals that he's turning a short story into a novel, which means hopefully uh, this thing with Serena works out because the novel will never get done if he has another problem with Serena. It took him you know months to finish his short story. I don't know how yeah. he. Like, if this thing with Serena doesn't work, this novel literally will never get finished. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Rufus is Rufus is just so happy to be home with his kids. Can't believe he ever thought he could leave them again. But I guess poor Vanessa, who doesn't get to run a cafe anymore now that Rufus is home for good. Yeah, she's fired big time. <laughs> I don't know if she's fired, but she she's not going to... Rufus is going to want to run things, I'm sure. So That would be a, a funny, like, if there's another phone call where he does fire her over the <laughs> Vanessa phone. taking L's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, she's struggling here. No, oh, definitely. Blair Blair uh has is telling Serena here. I think they're back at uh Serena's uh penthouse thing and also according to the wiki this is the first episode to feature the Vanderwoods in penthouse as it was undergoing renovations oh. the entire first season. So oh. we have the uh we have a new scene here. Yeah, big sleepover and, going on. Yeah, exactly. Like the set was uh, under construction or like just like in, in No, uh, I think they hadn't the TV show. Yeah, they hadn't included the set yet and so the reason like they used is in the canon of the gotcha. show it was undergoing renovations. So uh, Blair is saying like, oh, you know, all I had to do was be myself and Catherine loved me. And I, I guess it's not a complete lie because Blair was definitely being herself in the moment that oh, yeah. she finally got one over on, on Catherine. But I don't think it's Ca- definitely a little tongue. Yeah, I don't think Catherine loves her. So I think if Serena knew the whole truth, she wouldn't be tossing Blair so many, like I told you so's as she is. And so, mm-hmm. but, uh, Chuck is also here. Blair wants a second to talk to him and Chuck can tell that Blair is happy right now. So something must've gone wrong. And, you know, Chuck was winning this whole episode, but much like uh, in the Blair Bitch Project episode, you can just never count Blair out. Even when you think she's going to lose, she has yet again found a way to come out on top here, even though Chuck really did put in a great effort. Yeah, she just kind of got lucky on it. Right place, right time. She just happened to walk into the right place, yeah. But she used it to her advantage. 
And um, right when the other team makes unforced errors, you got to take, you got to capitalize. And this is where I thought we were going to get your joke of the episode here, where Blair says about to Chuck about Catherine, where she says, "I think she recognized a part of herself in me, or rather, I recognize someone in her." <laughs> it's it's. You know, from that point on, when from my joke of the episode all the way through, like once Blair got her confidence back and she was being herself again, that was when we really started to get some of the comedy. Yes. Um, but before that, it was like it was very dry. Yeah, like but Blair really carried the. Well, when Blair is like in desperate times and desperate places, I feel like it's hard to get many laughs out of it because you're just like so anxious about like what is going to happen next for her because she, yeah. she can right. go off the the deep edge. So mm-hmm. yeah, now luckily she's well, back in her element, and uh, so Blair says it best when she tells a confused Chuck at this point that all he needs to know is that he lost, but he put in a solid effort. And Chuck again, he also has a uh, you know game respect game role moment. He has to respect Blair here and just says you know tomorrow's another day. So this is uh, turning into something fun here. Lo- love a good Blair Chuck scene at the end of the episode. Oh We've yeah, had some. And she looks back at him too. Oh yeah, they were clearly horned up about this. Whatever Good game night, they're Chuck. playing. Good night. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever yeah, if, game if there they're was playing. a Jenny nearby, they'd be getting in that bathroom immediately. <laughs> Chuck uh, gets uh, another phone call into the episode and just goes, can I get uh, two tickets for the Jitney? (laughs) 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 Yeah, whatever game they're playing, clearly turning the both of them on. And uh, so Nate, one final call. He calls Vanessa, our final phone call, number 11. And Nate cancels on her. And Vanessa's like, oh, it's, it's okay. I was tired anyway. But while they're talking to each other, the camera is super zoomed in on both of their faces. So we know something must be up. Otherwise, it's just the weirdest like directing choice of all time to just be so closed in <laughs> on them. So even just seeing yeah. that, I was like, once they, we zoom out, we're going to see what's really happening here. Um, right. Poor Vanessa had a nice little date set up for them at the cafe. Uh <laughs> Gotta say, just thank so God she blew it. Very sad. I, I did. I actually. I really did feel bad for Vanessa here. Really? Um, I, 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 Brendan's, she's la- like, Brendan's laughing maniacally. Because Brendan, when Brendan <laughs> decides was... he doesn't like someone, he just loves just reveling. Yeah, I'm blaming you for this though, because I feel like if you never yeah. told him to hate Vanessa, he might not actually. Hate, and and I, I guess I am being uh, way more of the Vanessa defender than I ever expected to be. I did not. And even Mel was. <laughs> um, but just, I, uh, just, poor girl. Everyone yeah, who I don't, has I don't come... know. My, my feelings for her is like reaching territories of how they treat Jerry on Parks and Rec, just like <laughs> unwarranted. Everyone who has come on to the podcast has hated Vanessa, except for Mel, and now you. And people just can't wait to give her an LVP. This is not just my doing. Like bl- Brendan would have been, Brendan would have been turned eventually if he didn't feel this way, and I think he does feel this way on his own. I feel like you um, didn't send me the script for the episode where I knew that we were gonna, you know, talk about uh, you know how great Dorota <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like you sent everybody else a script saying, make sure you bag on Vanessa so much. And yeah, and these episodes are heavily mm-hmm. scripted, except for Brendan. Yeah. He, Brendan's off the cuff, but me and all the guests, we have a script that we, <laughs> that we stick to. Um, I would have so, been following it if you wanted to send it to me, but... Yeah, next time. I'm sorry about that. That's that's, that's definitely on me. But I gotta say... You know, I also didn't feel bad for her because she was full. She is in a room full of candles, I, too. Thank like, you, you know Brendan. What, you, you I was just gonna say, thank God she blows <laughs> out that fault. candle. Don't know why they think every <laughs> single date needs candles involved. I am sorry, Matt, but this is an anti-fire podcast. It's, gr- it's great to be back on the Lonely Boys studio, where we hate fire. <laughs> We hate candles. We hate fireworks. I mean, sure at least we hate dogs. That's that's you yeah, know we yes, can that's... we do unite yeah, on that on one, and the rest I will just you know it's your your place here. We're <laughs> I'll go. I'll live. Yeah, Ligori <laughs> was way more upset that the candle was blown out than he was that Vanessa got stood up. Yeah, it was a, you know a good move to uh, close out the episode. Blow out the candle. We're <laughs> yeah. done here. And I do feel bad for Vanessa here, like I said. And old lady Catherine gets into Nate's car and gives him some cash, takes his hand. And Nate is clearly upset. And, like, honestly, so am I. Because this is just a disturbing turn of events here where, uh, you know, just the the power imbalance of her paying him to essentially have sex with her is uh, very uncomfy. But that's how we're going to close the episode. So there we are. 
He must be They're good. all home. They're all back in the city. Time for some uh, some reuniting for time senior to, year. Yeah, time to really get into uh, into the good stuff. Yes, when we get Gossip Girl colon senior year. Um, obviously, Brendan, we, we're going to need some predictions from you. How I guess how Catherine and Marcus, we, we know that uh, I guess Blair knows everything that's going on between them, but the other characters don't. Uh, do we think this, mm-hmm. this whole thing is going to play out uh, even more with this? Like, Marcus is going to figure out what's going on with uh, Catherine and Nate or, you know, something like that. It's It's got to come to a head at some point. And I think even if it doesn't, Blair will just kind of get bored of him and just be like, all right, I've, I've had my use with you. This, this game I'm playing with Chuck is just like not as fun anymore. I don't want, I don't actually like you all that much. So either, either way, I can't see him being around for, for much longer. Maybe it'll all happen next episode. Yeah, and then I guess also quickly, let's just go on some relationship watch, make some quick predictions for where do you think we're going with, like, just, you know, Blair and Chuck, Dan and Serena, Nate and Vanessa, Nate and Ruf, I mean, not Nate and Rufus, Vanessa and Rufus. I did not watch the right show. He likes everyone over 40, like, apparently. My, my, yeah, my big joke was going to be Vanessa and Rufus, but I misspoke and said Nate and Rufus. <laughs> it hit it even better. If you want to give Nate and Rufus. Well, I thought it'd be funny if, uh, while she was waiting for Nate, that just Rufus Shows up Rufus is in the candles. doorway, like <laughs> full arms full of lit candles. And then you think they're gonna like have this romantic rendezvous, but he just fires her from <laughs> running the cafe. <laughs> like, oh, thank God you blew up the candles. Also, get the fuck out of here because you, you this is not your place anymore. That's Vanessa's move, just having dates in her place of employment because we're not allowed yeah, to see her house. All right, yeah. <laughs> that's all the predictions. But, you don't, you so don't I, actually I, uh, need to make it. That's good enough. Yeah, yeah you don't actually good. need to predict where the other, where the other. Yeah, because you gave me a lot. Yeah, I had to run down like six different relationships. Pick one relationship so. and tell me where you think it's going. I think that Nate and Old Lady will make it a couple more episodes. Great, great prediction. We'll see if that ends yeah. up happening. Time to quickly get into some segments, as of course we are running long here. Much to Matt's chagrin, he's itching to get out of here. No, if I'm involved, <laughs> it's okay. It's it's yeah, okay. Permission okay. granted. Good to know. So let's of course get to my favorite <laughs> segment, user review of the week. Uh, this one is titled "Girl with the Pearl Earring" by Raven Glam DVD Collector. Gave the episode a seven out of ten, and they say just two notes. All I'm gonna say. Kept being reminded of that Vermeer painting. Yeah, I saw a girl with a pearl earring years ago. When Blair is on the screen with the pink ribbon in her hair, wonderfully offsetting the blue eyes and brunette hair. Must be the flattering scene other reviewer Martha refers to. I like how he's name-checking Martha Wilcox. uh, Wow. uh, Yeah, must be the flattering scene other reviewer Martha refers to. I'm not so much a a Blair Waldorf nut. Serena is the rose for me. Jenny being a different matter altogether. But big score for Leighton Meeser this outing. Classic beauty. As for Serena on the beach, all right. At least she <laughs> yeah. acknowledges that. As for Serena on the beach, Blake Lively, I am reminded of a childhood memory: Raquel Welch being likened to a full-blooded racehorse. Some local publication decades ago. Blake, no better description. Your wild mare is beautiful. Johnny come. <laughs> <laughs> then, then they close it out with Johnny come lately on DVD. Worth the wait. So good to know that they. <laughs> <laughs> good plug. These people are ridiculous. I... These are. Yeah, and they, they read each other's comments too. Apparently. Yeah, apparently that's that's fun. I, I would love to know the uh, the camaradery between Gossip Girl, IMDb reviewers because there's really only like five of them. So I wonder if they all have a group. <laughs> they all go to church together. Yeah, I wonder if they all have a group chat somewhere. <laughs> it's like before Rob shut down the uh, RHEP comment yeah, section. It's the same five when, people. Yeah, when Dan Bueno was uh, <laughs> threading up a storm with yeah. all of his takes. <laughs> uh, next week, the episode is called The Dark Knight. Brendan, do you have any? Predictions based on the title. I don't know, but I'm guessing Christopher Nolan must direct yeah, this episode. Yep. Featuring Christopher Nolan as the director. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, so the little blurb says Jenny may lose her internship with Eleanor. So it looks like we're no. finally getting a Jenny a Jenny centric oh, episode here. Very right, excited I'll be back for that. next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not excited <laughs> for her to potentially. That's frustrating. She, she could have had that better internship that she just blew. Brent, she's just Brent, like, oh, no, you know what? I'll save this one. I said Jenny may lose her internship. All right, let's not get carried away. All right, she all right. may not. All right, let's, we'll talk about. That let's get week. into episode grades. I, of course graded first last week so brendan you will go first this week wow what a surprise for the first time yeah, all yeah for the first long. time ever you will be grading first <laughs> uh honestly this one didn't thrill me either and i, I again I, I do like the the hampton setting that's that's a, a plus for this episode but there was just there were so many plots i feel like sometimes these episodes of gossip girl get too tangled with with all these different people being a part of two different plot lines um, and the only one I really loved was was Chuck's uh, plan that he had going on, and, and Blair's was a little bit stale until uh, it, hers kind of ramped up towards the end there. And again, not not a lot of comedy this episode. It, it started to get better once Blair got on a roll. Um, but overall, just just kind of okay. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for them to be back in the city. So I'll, I'll give this one a C plus. Okay, Brendan with a C plus. Liguri, would you like to go next or would you like to go last? Um, I'm I'm good. I can go now. I'll let go you have it. the big finale. Um, oh yeah. Here. But um, I like this episode. I mean, we didn't talk about like why I'm on this episode. You know, like uh, any specific reason as to why this episode was the one that I chose to come on because there wasn't a reason. Uh, it was just well, I mean, Gossip Girl. <laughs> right. Go I ahead. usually I am going to cut you off as is the number yes, one please. rule of podcast. I know. I, I um, appreciate. I, it. I usually do ask people if it applies, like why this episode they want to come on for. But, but literally, this literally the story is: I asked you what episode you wanted to come on for, and you said, "What's the next available one?" And it was right. this one. So yeah. yeah. So there. Well, it seems like you'll be like a returning guest anyway, so you can come back on for something that you care about more. In the next episode. Future. <laughs> when, exactly. it's yes. all about Jenny. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> to whoever that guest is supposed to be. Um, no, I was just, uh, you know, I just recently watched the entire show and didn't have a specific episode that like, I was like, oh, I love that one. So I was like, let me just talk about the show before I lose like all knowledge of it from months ago uh, or weeks ago. I, I like this episode. Maybe it's because I haven't watched uh, the show since I finished watching it a couple weeks back. Um, I just really enjoyed, uh, you know, the, the ride here. It was uh, not probably not not like in the top tier of episodes that I do remember uh from my binge but um I feel like like a B plus sounds good enough to me all right so Brendan with a C plus Ligori with a B plus and uh let's see who I agree with more so oh once again, Gossip Girl seasons, they kind of take a little while to get going. So this is not my favorite episode, but I certainly didn't dislike it like I did with the uh, premiere. So uh, the episode started very slowly. And through the first half, I thought I was going to give, you know, another less than stellar grade. But the second half yeah. really picks up. We got we get the turning point like once, you know, the Catherine Blair, Catherine slash Blair stuff starts uh, going. And, uh, and, and the Chuck versus Blair stuff, you know, that's all really fun. So it, it really does get enjoyable and starts to kind of feel like classic Gossip Girl again, finally. So, uh, you know, we also have the scene at the end with the Humphreys that I love, and we had some interesting developments at the end of the episode. So uh, the only problem is I can't ignore the first half of the episode, which was kind of like at a uh, at a C- minus level, but combined with the second half, yeah. which is like a B-plus level, I think we can average this out to a B-, minus, which is a big improvement over the first episode. Oh, so wow. I will split the middle. So you're kind of like a little like a baby bear situation here where it's yeah, just yeah. right. Yeah, I'll split the middle between you two and, and uh, give it a B-. minus. Sounds great to okay. me. All right. MVP, Brendan, who you got? I got my man, the Basshole. I thought he, you might. He killed it all. He, he was the only reason why this episode worked at all. I thought honestly. you might go he, that he, way. He was, he was great. He was a good friend. Um, 
and he was just himself, his his strange whispering self all episode long. I, I enjoyed him. All right, I, no surprises there. Ligori, what who do you have your as your MVP? No surprises here either. I feel like I came on here, you know, professing the uh, the the Chuck appreciation. I'm going to keep that going here. It was a good episode for the guys. Nice. Um, you know, at the end they have that that talk with Blair and Chuck, and you know she's like, "You lost," and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'll get you, I'll get you next time." And I'm like, "I'll be back." I mean, did he lose? Like, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Right. I just he he because he still had a really good episode. He had a really good episode. I thought, you know, uh, from the first time that we see him and he, you know, is meeting up with Marcus inside the diner while Blair's out in a phone call. Like he, uh, you know, identifies the right moment to go in for the kill finds again a very easy target here with uh with marcus that's just very willing to be his best friend and exchange house phone numbers um but by the end of it all you know i still feel like he you know he was a good friend to nate he uh just overall was uh my mvp so that's my pick Chuck. yeah all right so i i initially i was happy that uh brendan would be going first because very tough for me um, I, I also I spent the whole episode ready to give it to Chuck because he had a killer social game the whole episode. He easily got Marcus onto his side, got him to confide in him, tricked him into giving him his home number somehow. Uh, he also easily convinced the Duchess to show up at the party. Literally everything that he wanted to happen happened. He's driving all the action in this episode. You know, it's not his fault that, you know, he could have never predicted that Blair would be in the right place at the right time and see what right. she saw. But that is what happened. And the fact of the matter is that Blair came out on top. She used her luck to her advantage to force the Duchess onto her side. And uh, in that scene with the two of them at the end, you can tell that she has decisively won that battle. But then I rewatched the episode, and I remember that Chuck also sells his burlesque club to help out his friend Nate. You know, maybe he overstepped his right. in- maybe he overstepped his t- intentions. Definitely good though. So, um, I uh, I wanted to see where Brendan went because I was like I- I'm leaning towards Chuck. But if Chuck if Brendan does give it to Chuck, then I will want to. You know, maybe give it to Blair to kind of balance it out because Blair was the winner sure. technically of the episode. But then, yeah, yeah. but then Lagori came in and gave it to Chuck, and now I'm thinking, I mean, how many clean sweeps is Chuck gonna be able to Can get? We I hold here. I, I might. Uh, this this definitely was Chuck's episode. So, man, I think for the first time since wow. the fourth episode of the series, I'm gonna give Chuck an MVP. He's sweeping the episode. Wow. Chuck boys assemble. We're gonna have to clean rebrand. Sweep. We're gonna have to Chuck rebrand boys. the podcast. Call us. Call ourselves the Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled after the this. Chuck boys. Because I Hello, mean, darlings. We are the Chuck boys. This was definitely a Chuck episode. And now that I'm hearing people, you know, kind of, you know, you and Brendan both feeling strongly that way as well. Who, who am I to say otherwise? I'm sure Blair will get plenty of other opportunities to get MVPs from me. Uh, so l- let's do it. Let's all pile. So. Let's all pile on Chuck here. And uh, good for him because um, good for anyone him. who listened to the season one recap knows that he uh, tends to balance himself out. He had four MVPs and four LVPs. And then, you know. The first episode of the se- of the season, he started off poorly with Chuck giving him an L- Chuck Chuck Charles, who also yeah, does go by one. Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Ch- yeah, Chuck. Charles yeah, gave, gave his namesake an LVP, so he was starting in the negative, but now he's back up on the positive. So everyone on Chuck back on Chuck there, watch baby. can rejoice. And let's get into the LVP now, Brendan. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it to his best pal Nate. There, uh, I just I really didn't enjoy watching him mope around all episode and be angry at people for the wrong reasons and not pull the trigger and like sell out his dad he really should have been doing that also like as much as i thought it was funny that he <laughs> bailed on vanessa <laughs> it is fucked up too uh so nate sucks this episode he is contractually obligated to uh to do his duty for Catherine. he couldn't meet up with yeah vanessa. that's fair all right Ligori, who's your lvp uh minor characters like can be considered right as well yeah yeah okay. and do- yeah, or dogs Say that again? Or dogs. Or, yeah, or no, dogs. yeah, so I was or considering, animals. I was my, my picks are either between um, 
what, old lady Catherine, right? That's her name. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or right. um, old lady mom, Anne, uh, is apparently <laughs> her name. Um, so it's which old lady do I want to give uh, the LVP to? Um, yeah, it's really tempting to give it to Nate's mom just because of those giant wolves that she keeps in her house. <laughs> um, but, you know, she may pay the price uh, on that sooner than, you know, this uh, LVP would get to her. So I'll just give it to Catherine, which seems like a obvious pick. Uh, not, you know. Not she. She's definitely a villain, but not a villain that I felt myself standing. So I, you know, wasn't really on her side too much, and uh, gotcha. I'll just plant that one there. Yeah, we're that gonna works. be in the hand holding club on this one. This this was an easy one for me. I wanted to give it to old lady Catherine. Like I wanted to give it the LVP last episode for having sex with a child, but wasn't able able to because I hated Laurel so much. But uh, now <laughs> not only is she still having sex with adolescent Nate, but now there's like this really weird, creepy power dynamic involved where uh-huh. she's a duchess and he's not and she's also paying him a lot of money making nate like fully dependent on her so uh and you could tell at the end of the episode that uh nate wasn't exactly happy with the arrangement so lvp for Catherine for being a yeah. creep and taking advantage of nate and uh that's that for the cool. lvps great great work sense. everyone yeah 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 it's good let's uh let's get into lonely boys theater and you are now listening to lonely boys theater like i was saying i did not even give you the option of what scene we're going to do i just facebook messaged you both the scene that we are doing because it was impossible to find uh something for this the, there were hardly any quotes online and the only ones that That's they did fine. have were two-person scenes and i knew that Ligori were was going to want to contribute so i wanted to find a good three-person scene so what i did was i i did find a two-person scene the the Chuck and Blair scene at the end, but I also remember that Serena is in the beginning of that scene, so I could easily turn uh, it in to a three-person scene. Like, the problem is the transcript was a bad one, so there wasn't wasn't a good transcript to use, so I had to kind of uh, just kind of manually add some things in. So uh, props to me for doing some really some really <laughs> great work on, on producing this podcast. I should be great getting job. some accolades here. So I, 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 you will find in your Facebook messaging that uh, I did send you the scene and yeah. I think I after mean, the season's over, you might have a, a potty coming your way. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> Well-deserved. <laughs> I am usually Blair. Brendan is usually Serena. So, uh, Matt, I know you love Chuck, so do you want to be Chuck in yeah, this Yeah, I got to keep it going, right? So, All right. Yeah. Great. So let's get started. Does everyone have their scene in front of them? Yeah. All right. Got it. Great. I will start it off. You were right, as usual. Well, I don't want to say I told you so, but... All I had to do was be myself, and Catherine loved me. Oh, I'm so proud of you, B. Great. Actually, Serena, can we have a second? I'll just leave. Leave you two alone. F equals one sixty. <laughs> T equals nine six five. <laughs> Disregard that. <laughs> did you enjoy reading Duchess Beaton? Oh. I did. That's not sarcasm in your voice. That's. Victory, I know. Your plan to ruin me totally backfired. Turns out Marcus's mommy is even sicker than you are. You got along great. I think she recognized a part of herself in me. Or rather, I recognize someone in her. I don't follow. All you need to know is that you lost. But don't be too hard on yourself. It was a solid effort. Tomorrow's another day. Good night, Chuck. Good night, Blair. <laughs> wow. Oh, so great good. <laughs> Really got the Chuck, oh, Chuck voice as deep down. as possible, and I can't even go that deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> that was good. You know what? I would, I, if I tried, I would start having a coughing fit right now. I feel now, like so you got to keep your mouth as like very, your, your lips as close together as possible. Like, oh, ab- absolutely. Typical. typical Chuck. All right, so that's all we have, <laughs> except for some plugs. Uh, Liguri, do you have anything to plug? 
Absolutely nothing. Uh, no, of course. Um, as you have plugged uh, pretty well, at least on the most recent episode that I heard, where, uh, again, Matt Ligori was like the main topic of the episode. It was great. Um, definitely everybody should check out the High School Musical coverage that we did over on the choir room. All 10 episodes are up where we recapped all three movies, broke them down into three parts each, and then talked about it all and uh, have had absolutely no controversy over the uh, rankings of the songs that we did. So um, No, of course not. Right. <laughs> Everyone is in full agreement. Yes. Um, so that is uh, something everybody should have checked out. And then, as mentioned a couple other times yes. as well, uh, Glee coverage over on that choir room feed as usual. Uh, always running uh, challenge coverage over on the Dom and Colin podcast. And uh, those are my plugs. So I, I started that episode and then I realized, like, wait, if this is going to be a three hour long rankings. I should probably know the songs before I listen to this. Otherwise, uh. it'll be nonsense to me. So let me <laughs> go back and rewatch all the movies before I go back and finish that final 10th episode of that project. Did you go back so, and rewatch? Oh, interesting. That, I have not oh yet. Oh, my God. Uh, it'll, it'll, so, it'll happen yeah, at some point. I was going to ask you if you had listened, because usually the last few weeks you've come on and you've mentioned that you have, you know, listened to all the podcasts you caught up. We get your takes, but you suspiciously were quiet about the most recent episode that everybody uh, has was dropped. Like, I was. Nobody care about that. It is. Yeah, we, we haven't gotten we haven't gotten anything yet. And I think I I can only chalk it up to people must have fallen behind or they want to rewatch the movies like Brandon I, I was possible. on track the whole time. And it was just that was what it was for me. It was like, I don't I don't know these songs as well as these guys. I, even like some of them, I don't know at all. Um, I, I know them now because of LaGuardia singing them so well, hey. but otherwise I, I want to hear the real version. <laughs> yes, and I have to say, and you know, good thing LaGuardia plugged that this time, so I don't I don't have to. I have not that it's a chore to plug it, but I have been plugging it the last few few weeks. It's just a nice little change of pace. And I'm I got to say, Brendan, project. Brendan, have you seen the most recent episode of uh, Scott hasn't seen? Are you even subscribed to that? No, I'm still not subscribed yet. Yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll have a lot to, to watch when. Or not only to when is I do Carl Tart out here stealing our glory, but Scott Ackerman himself is now stealing me and Matt's glory. He I, they, reviewed High School Musical. It's ridiculous. They're taking I can't all of our ideas. Everything I podcast about, someone in in the uh, comedy bang bang universe, <laughs> they took Gossip Girl taking too. Taking for themselves. Carl yeah, Tart. Yeah, Carl Gossip Tart Kings. recently started yeah a Gossip Girl podcast called The Gossip Kings. Oh wow. Also. Uh, Jeff, Same format, Jess- too, with one, one uh, new watcher and, and one expert. Yeah. Also, as of this week, Jessica Zor, who plays Vanessa, started her own Gossip Girl podcast. Ah, so she's really wow. coming for us as well. And I hope she badmouths yeah, us. Are going down so I hope much. she badmouths us as much as we badmouth her. Because that, <laughs> that would mean she knows about the podcast and listens to it. And, you know, no, no that'd be, that's such good. thing is bad. All publicity is great. Yeah. Well, I'll take maybe it. she'll listen to this episode and at least have one friend in the, in the, in the world. That's me. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, as far as uh, stuff I got going on, the Hobby Boys have a great line of episodes coming on up. Um, we have Corinne Doherty is talking about tea at this point. Uh, that should be out. We finally nailed down the handman Mike Hanford and talked to him. Uh, and we talked about Shock Top with him. And we also have Malt Madness coming up the entire month of March. We'll be doing that famous beer tournament, 32 beers. One will come out on top. So look out for that, and your feeds coming up should be around the time this is out. So look for that. All right. So we have the High School Musical stuff, the Choir Room stuff. Also, you know, the challenge coverage that you can check out. You have the Hoppy Boys. You know, so many stuff that the the listeners of this podcast can now check out. Um, also, Brendan, how's, how's the Sex Lives of College Girls coming? Have you started that show yet? Uh, I, I don't know. What what should I do first? Rewatch High School Musicals or watch High that School show? Musical. <laughs> uh, okay, rewatch the high school musicals, then watch Sex Lives of College Girls, and then uh-huh. uh, do that all before the next time we record. I think. I mean, Sex Lives of College I'll, Girls. I'll, like, there's going to be a season two, so like the longer you wait to watch it, the closer it'll be to season two, and you can just kind of like have it back to back. If that's the worst case scenario, that's fair. High School Musical. Like, I don't want. I don't want you to like forget about this. I want it to you know. 
That is true. Yeah, while while, while it's still hot. Yeah, fresh my need, mind. Need your rankings. Yeah. Need you to tell Gagan how wrong his are. So. <laughs> I just like you guys described that scene with uh, Troy singing "Bet on It" so well. I just can't wait to watch that because I kind of remember that scene oh a little God. bit because I, really I could good. swear that they played commercials of that between TV shows. No matter what shows were on on Disney Channel, they would just play that like that As clip, should, that music yeah. video almost. Mm-hmm. And I just like I'm excited to go back and see him uh, at his peak. It's, it's just you know, as far as uh, lots of, lots of stuff I'm missing out. Incredible, on. Yeah. yeah. So in addition to all of that, I am going to be on a podcast, have not recorded it yet, but by the time this comes out, obviously it will be, you know, three weeks old coverage of the Australian Open finals over on the RHAP Sports Podcast. I will be talking uh, oh. with with Grace and uh, some other guest. I don't know who the other guest is because I have not- Are you big time on- them or are you just- <laughs> No, I, do- I don't know. <laughs> she didn't tell me who the other guest is going to be, so I don't, I don't- but I can only imagine- That's who this loser is. I can only imagine that- <laughs> It is not going to be me that is going to be talking about the football games that, that are being played because I uh, don't know much about football, but I will be watching the game. So I guess I'll chime in a little bit. But my main role will be to talk about the Australian Open I feel tennis like finals. Every time you and I record a podcast these days, there's breaking news that happens. Have you seen the breaking news while we've been recording today? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, do I tell you this news? Hey, please do. Nobody, nobody died. Okay, good, good, oh, good start. Okay. Oh, the last time Betty White died while we were recording. Oh, that's um, <laughs> this, this time it's just it was your Tom fault. Brady announced his retirement. Oh, I saw, uh, okay. I did see uh, yesterday that there were rumors that it might happen. So now, wow, that, that is big news. I'll talk about all about that on the sports <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady's football And we'll cover that more in detail in this episode here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh so yeah, I guess since I was the only, uh, probably North American crazy enough to watch all of the Australian Open and stay up to the wee hours of the morning uh, on an Australian sleep schedule, that's probably why I was asked to come on. Probably. So that should be fun. Check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. Follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. Follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. Ligori, would you like people to follow you on Twitter as well? It wouldn't hurt. Uh, at Matt Ligori. It's pretty, uh, pretty easy. Great. So follow all of us. Very Listen nice. to all of our various podcasts. Um, and also... Rate and review is five stars. Oh, or yes, else. of course. We're rate and review is five stars. I do always forget that. And uh, also come back next week where we will be talking about season two, episode three, The Dark Knight. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely Goodbye, boys. darling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I forgot about that. <laughs> Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.